mixed with on the beat. Welcome to E Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. East Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 275. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Pepsi, Where's My Jet, The Peripheral, 1899, The English, The Andor season finale, and The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Movies including Spirited, Wakanda Forever, and Enola Holmes 2. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting weekly Star Wars moment and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, we'll kick it off with sports. Fuck the Raiders. We lost in overtime. <laughs> we sh- we should have won, but yeah, we should have, would have, could have, and... Ah oh, man, that was a that was like a nail biting game. Walk off. Oh, it's just like oh. yeah, but ah, it's all right. We're we're still better than them. Don't matter. We just lost. But um, Broncos country, let's ride. Oh, Mister Unlimited, what's going on with him, man? You're sending me stuff, and I'm hearing things. And <laughs> oh man, it couldn't be worse. It's so bad. I think I said this before. It's just true. This is the worst season I can remember as a Broncos fan. Just think back through the years. Obviously, the Elway years were great. Even after that, Brian Greasy, it was fine. Jake Plummer, Tim Tebow was fun. Then the Manning years, back to the Super Bowl. And even after that, like, we fell off. But, you know, geez, it wasn't even this bad with, like, Trevor Simeon. So, it's insane. <laughs> what a bad year this is. And now you got uh, teammates turning on him. One of his linemen was yelling at him this game, and that went kind of viral. So, Whew, bad times. And on top of that, like, my pain, like, it, it, it works out uh, in your team's benefit. Uh, we owe you our first-round draft pick. So the worst we are which were pretty bad, a three-win team, and we lost to a three-win team today So, in the Panthers. But uh, that pick goes to y'all, to the Seahawks. So it's not like, you know, the, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, lose, tank, get a good draft pick. We don't even get that pick. That's going to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> What can you do? Danger Russ. I don't know. I don't know. Is he done? Is he done? Can he be can he turn it around? We signed him for damn five years. So we he better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see what happens. But yeah. um yeah, other than that, I mean, we we suck, and well, well we don't suck. We should have beat. <laughs> we should have beat the Raiders. But you still got a chance. You still got a chance. You're still in the hunt. 
Yeah, Still so we'll we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it just uh, well, how's basketball going? I got some other sports, but oh yeah, it's it's been it's been good. Um, like I mentioned a uh, pot or two ago. Did my run, got my league pass, so I get to watch every team except for the one I want to. Uh, so I'm watching everybody else around the league uh, except for my Warriors, and I can't see the Kings either. But um, the Warriors, after a pretty bad start, uh, have finally started to turn it around. They've won uh, five of the last six now. Uh, finally, back above 500. They're 11 and, and 10 now. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, slow start for the defending champs, but they finally seem like they're putting it together. They're having fun. Second road win of the year tonight against the Timberwolves, and they're looking good across the board. Um, so yeah, I'm happy they're 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 playing their way into shape. Still, tons of time left in the season. But uh, what's been fun too is, like I said, with league pass, I'm watching every other team. And not every game, because some games it goes to commercial, like if you were watching it somewhere else on TV. But some games, it lets you stay in the arena and you get to see like what goes on during the timeouts and the halftime and all this and that. So that's been interesting. And uh, one of the things I mentioned to you right before uh, we started recording is I was watching the Bucks Mavs tonight, and it was uh, Bucks Mania night. It was like a wrestling themed night. Uh, all the in staff arena people had wrestling shirts on, and uh, they were promoting. I think it's December twelfth. Uh, the Monday night uh, episode is going to be in Milwaukee, so. They were, uh, they're having a contest. I guess if you download the Bucks app, uh, you can win like ringside seats for answering some trivia. I'm sure you got to get the trivia right. And then even from then, it's probably, you know, random, you know, however many you will get it right. And then it's, it's random. But, uh, yeah, if you can make it to Milwaukee, uh, ringside might be pretty cool. <laughs> Do we, I'm pretty sure we fly to Milwaukee, but. I'm not sure. I'm pretty I mean, sure you do because that's that's one place uh, I flew uh, on a stop going to Jacksonville when Breeze and Chris used to live out in Georgia. Milwaukee was one of the places I we we flew, sat there for a minute, and then took off again. <laughs> hmm. Trying to pull something up, but, but I can't. Yeah, um, I'll just mention it's like that's been fun just to see. One thing I didn't realize, um, it's interesting, like when they have like uh, performers, like uh, New Orleans, I've seen a performer, uh, I think Miami, I've seen a performer, but it's amazing how many, and it makes sense, there's, you know, 41 home games a year, but uh, some of these halftimes, they just let kids play basketball at halftime, which it's cute for a minute, but seeing uh, them run back and forth the full length of the court, these little kids, and miss shot after shot, it uh, definitely uh, loses me after a little. So now that I'm, when I see that, it's like, okay. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see uh, what these teams do around the league. The last live game I went to, uh, Clay's return last January when uh, Jade got us tickets. Uh, That was a gift to me. She got me tickets, and it just happened to be for Clay's return. Um, I think there was days they brought out dogs on the half for halftime, but uh, I had to run to the restroom, so I missed the whole thing. I you know most people do, but <laughs> anyways, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to pull something up really quick. Something that uh, dealing with sports that uh, I sent to the Zisu here, but. This is from uh, Deadline.com. All right, everyone, I'm going to stand on my fucking soapbox for a second. CBS broadcaster slammed for mocking Native American basketball player's name. Wichita State's basketball player Isaiah Bear Chandler isn't pleased with how his culturally significant name is mocked by CBS sports broadcasters. Basketball player is half Native American from the Ogala Lakota tribe and grew up on the reservation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. CBS Sports broadcasters Chris Walker, Chick Hernandez joked that Poor Bear was Pooh Bear during their coverage on Monday's Wichita State win over Grand Canyon University. Did you watch that video that I sent? I did. I did. And obviously, yes offensive but at the same time i get it and it's crazy like how many times like the last two two-time mvps of the league Giannis antetokounmpo and nikola Jokic, how long it took them becoming like mvp in the league before people got their names and it's kind of like an announcer shtick to kind of try to do this and give people like these nicknames and stuff like that. Um, Giannis himself known as the Greek freak, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. So I get that they were trying to do that, but also you got to be careful and I get how offensive that can be. So, like I said, if you just see it left and right, this year's uh, number one draft pick, uh, Paulo Bencaro. If you look at the way his name spells, it looks like it's Bencaro, but it's Bencaro. So, you know, to hear people get it wrong, like, I get it, but also, like, obviously, yeah, not cool, you know, so. Uh, he did a he did a tweet after all of it because everyone just got up in arms. I mean, he I understand where he's coming from. He was kind of like, I think he's just used to it. Especially, I mean, a lot of people like a friend of mine. His um, he's Navajo guy. His last name is Begay. It's B E G A Y, and you know where all the gay jokes come from. There. I mean, he didn't like it when he was a kid. He got into many fights over. It, but after a while, he's kind of like. I'm I'm over it. I know who I am. I know my last name, and I'm proud of it. So, basically, f you. But Isaiah Pooh Bear, poor bear. See, I even said it because <laughs> I'm reading it right here. Um, so it's okay to make fun of my last name? Question mark. Just shows your ability to be serious in a professional setting. Just because my people uh, was almost colonized doesn't mean I don't know where I come from. Um, and it goes hashtag We are still here. Wilder Oglala. Teach him. Um, cool. I mean, I'm I'm down for this brother. I never heard of him. It's just because I don't really care about basketball. <laughs> but um, 
made me uh, find out who he was. So I don't know the the Shockers. Is that the the team? Uh, yeah, it's a college. Okay, it's college basketball. I'm trying to read what this thing says, but it says upon learning. Of the con of the content of yesterday's broadcast, Wichita State University and Shocker athletes' um, primary concern remains focused on well-being for all our student athletes. In this particular case, Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler is a Wichita State men's basketball player. Unfortunately, during the November 21st broadcast of the Shockers' victory over. Grand Canyon University, CBS Sports Network's on-air talent made inappropriate and insensitive comments directed at Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler, insulting both Isaiah and his his Ogala, I can never say this, Oglala Lakota heritage. We appreciate, uh, no, we are apprehensive. I need to put my glasses on. Now I lost my spot. Uh, anyway, CBS Sports <laughs> apologetic efforts both in person and pregame uh, meal this morning and on air during today's NABC Hall of Fame Classic Champion con- Contest. So I guess they apologize for it. I, I know I was reading comments on it. Some people were like, ah, get thicker skin and all that. I mean, of course his kids got thicker skin, but... Um, it's something that he grew up with. And like my friend as well, man, with his last name. He grew up with all kinds of bullshit and everyone coming at him since he was a kid. But then after a while, it starts to get tiring. And you expect it not to come from uh, two so-called, quote-unquote, professionals. So, but it'd be different if they made a mistake. Is that Pooh Bear? Well, ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, I pronounced it wrong. And then uh, said Poor Bear. It, it would have been all right. But they chuckled at it and everything. And... I was like, uh, I showed it to Renee, and I started showing it to all my other friends that they're like, oh, fuck that. Ah, who is this? Let's get him and all this. And well, I'm not going that far. <laughs> but uh, I was kind of I, I was pissed as well when I when I, I when I first read the story. But when I saw the video and heard them, I was like, oh, come on, guys. But um, will this be the last time? Probably not. I'm pretty sure he's heard it enough. He well, has- no, like I said, like I said, like it happens all the time. And like, like I said, Giannis is a two-time MVP, an NBA champion. He's got a movie about it, about his, his family uh, on Disney plus. And, you know, you still got people struggling to say Antetokounmpo. And I remember when he first came up, how many people were the, the, the announcers joked about it back then, how they couldn't say it. Oh, I'm, an, I'm just going to call a a or aunt or I don't know. And you know, they joke about stumbling over it. And of course, you know, that's, not cool either, but if you stumble over it, make a mistake, and if you immediately apologize, apologize. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. Fine, Psh, no, no harm, no foul. But they they kept going with it, <laughs> so I was kind of like, all right, man, whatever. But no, nah, man, that that shit ain't cool. Uh, I don't know this kid. I'm gonna have to look into him and uh, see. And he's obviously uh, a good player, or he wouldn't be where he's at. I never even heard of this this team, but hey, they make they you they generally usually make the uh, March Madness Wichita State, so there's a good chance uh, you'll see them in March. All right, well uh, let me really start. <laughs> uh, where's that thing? Vegas. When is that? 
Well, no, that, or is that uh, yeah, that's, that's NBA, isn't yeah, it? The one in Vegas, or is it this? No, this year the well, this college season. So this upcoming March, the national championship will indeed be in Vegas. The thing that I've mentioned before, that's NBA Summer League during the summer. But yeah, March Madness's college basketball championship will be in Vegas this March. Well, let me know if this team's there. I'll I'll watch this kid. Yeah, yeah. There's a good chance they are. Wichita State is generally known to make uh, the tournament. So I'll let you know. (laughs) All right. Before you guys jump down my throat, if they're younger than me, you're a kid. So I'm an old grandpa, <laughs> old grunchy, grunchy, old grouchy right. old man right now. But uh, <laughs> all right, I am going to run through just the matches that I saw, and it's WWE's Survivor Series War Games. War Games usually happens with NXT, but then they uh, kind of just took it over and, hey, why not? Uh, war games, especially the NXT war games, every one they've had has been badass. Uh, two rings put together, 10 wrestlers in, everyone just going at it, last man stand. Not last man standing, but the two teams, whoever gets pinned first, this team or that team wins. But the first with well, the first match, I only watched the first three matches, I believe. And then after that, I the kids woke up and then I had to change it. But anyway. Uh, team, uh, I think it was a raw team, uh, team Belair, um, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, and Mia Yim, the return of Mia Yim. Uh, she was gone. She got let go during the, the events, uh, when he was cutting everyone left around. She got let go a while ago. Uh, I want to say she went to, was it AEW or she went somewhere else to wrestle? I can't remember. Where, but they brought her back. I I am a fan of Mia Yim. I'm glad uh, she's back. And um, she's she's one of the muscles. She was kicking ass. And the other team, Team Damage, uh, Damage Control is uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eo Sky, aka Eo Shirai, uh, Nikki Cross. Um, I love N- Nikki. Uh, was it almost ASH? Almost superhero, but she got rid of that gimmick. Now she's back to. The crazy and wild Nikki Cross, which I loved, and uh, the beautiful and awesome Rhea Ripley. All right. Um, who came out first, if I can remember? I think it was Bianca Belair and I want to say Dakota Kai uh, went at it first. They were beating the shit out of each other for five minutes, and then uh, after that, the next one, the next gal comes in until pretty much the match doesn't actually really begin until all 10 women are in the ring. And the last one to come into the ring was Becky Lynch. And by then, when you're all nice and fresh, kind of like the Royal Rumble, you're, whoever's been in there the longest is, is tired as hell, but you got to keep going. These gals were beating the hell out of each other uh, this match. Uh, shout out, if you guys uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, shout out to uh, the first one who went off the top of the cage was Nikki Cross. She climbed up on there off one of the corners. Uh, I knew she was going to be the first one to climb up there, and then she she did she dove off and landed on all the gals. It looked like she almost messed up because she came down. She just dove forward, cross body, boom, landed on how many? One, two, three, four, four gals, and it looked like the top half hit the mat first. 
So she almost scorpioned, but she got up and, and she kept she kept going. Uh, but that was awesome. I and mean, if you guys know who Nikki Cross is, she's all crazy. Uh, I'm watching that right now. Yeah, she's got a big old smile on her face, so she's all good. I liked Nikki A.S.H. I thought that was a cool little gimmick that she did. She wanted to be an almost superhero, ran out, had a mask on or over her eyes and a cape and everything. Uh, she's cute. But now I loved her when she was all nuts and crazy. Um, uh, EO Sky, she uh, she did a moonsault off the back. Uh, off the top, she climbed up there and then she dove on to uh, Mia Yim and who is that? Is that Bianca Belair? Uh, who is that? I can't tell. I think it's Bianca Belair. But yeah, Io Shirai Sky. She she yeah she got up there, posed yeah, and then just backflip, boom, jumped onto those two. Uh, I thought that was awesome. And uh, the man, Becky Lynch, uh, of course, she had to get in on the action. She climbed up. Uh, well, first she put Rhea Ripley. Oh, no, no I'm sorry. She put Dakota Kai and uh, EO Sky on the table because they were the crowd was screaming, Bring, we want tables over and over. Because at one point, I think, um, I know Mia Yim started throwing stuff in. She threw in garbage cans. I want to say Nikki. Cross started throwing in candlesticks and garbage cans lids, and then Becky Lynch, or um, not Becky Lynch, um, what's her nuts? Bailey. She brought in ladders and everything. Oh, there was one where um, someone got slammed on the ladder and it broke in half. I can't remember who it was. I want to say Rhea Ripley threw somebody into the ladder, but and that ladder just folded. Um, I know a lot of people, ah, it's fake, it's fake. Let me throw you through a ladder and see how fake that feels. <laughs> Much less jump off the top of these uh, these cages. Because I, I like it because there's there's two rings put together. They're not like uh, butted up together. There's like a little metal centerpiece um, that that's uh, pretty, pretty much holding those two rings together. So it's like you're going back and forth throwing each other uh, in and out of both rings. And, and there's a steel cage all the way around you. But, yeah, yeah. Um, she, uh, Becky Lynch put uh, Dakota Kai and EO, EO Sky on, on one of the tables, and then she climbed up to the top, and she came down, like, butt first, boom. She, it looks like Dakota Kai took most of the impact and just <laughs> crashed through the table. And then uh, Becky Lynch, uh, for the one, two, three, she pinned um, Dakota Kai, and uh, that was it. Team Belair is the one, uh, the one, the uh, women's war games. I thought this match was awesome. I always say this. They, the gals go way harder than the dudes. Not every time, but uh, most of the time. And it, it, to me, I, this is how I feel. I could be wrong. Um, I think they, they, they want to prove that they're just as good as, as the guys. I mean, because some, some of these pay-per-views, sometimes the women's matches are way better, way, way better and way brutal brutaler than what the guys are doing so but man my hat goes off to all 10 of these women they were in there whether they're just beating the hell out of each other bailey i love you uh mia yim rhea ripley all of them they were in there kicking ass i would have liked to have team damage control win but can't have everything but cbs sports gave it a a minus i would have gave it an a plus because i really love this one this next match it was it was all right um aj styles taking on finn balor i wish finn balor would come out as the demon but he doesn't um it was the oc against um 
what the hell are these guys called again? The the Judgment Day or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, because AJ came out uh, with uh, the OC, those guys, and Finn Balor came out uh, with his crew, uh, Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. Uh, they came out. Uh, they were they, those guys were off to the side. The the match was between AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Both of the guys, both of these guys are just awesome. They were beating the hell out of each other, but. I kind of seen this match before, so I was kind of like back and forth watching and looking looking at my phone. Uh, AJ Styles uh, defeated uh, Balor by uh, pinfall. Uh, so, but uh, again, it was it was a good match, but it was like I've seen this before a billion times. Stop giving me the same matches over and over. But anyway, uh, CBS Sports gave it a B plus. This is the last match that I watched before I stopped it. Um, before I go into it, CBS Sports graded it a D. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I, I I can agree with that. But this is the SmackDown's Women Championship match. This is the one I was looking forward the most. Uh, the baddest woman on the planet, uh, Rowdy Ronda Rousey, taking on uh, Shotzi, aka Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Shotzi straight out the bay. Uh, she's claiming Oakland, but I believe she's from somewhere else in the Bay Area. But it's all right. Uh, Shotzi is amazing. I love her. Um. I was like, really? You're gonna? This is her first title match, and and this is what you who you're gonna put her up against? Uh, Ronda Rousey came out with um, what's her nuts? Um, Shayna Baszler, and I love Shayna Baszler. Um, two of the toughest women that can actually beat the shit out of you for real. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi. She's tough. She's beautiful. I love her. I got my Shotzi shirt over there, and my Shotzi figure right in front of me here on the desk. Um, but I knew she wasn't going to win. Uh, Ronda Rousey ended up making Shotzi tap out, but it was just kind of like, really, it was like as soon as Shotzi got there, when Ronda got in the ring and it started, she, Ronda was just throwing her all over the place. I thought she was going to pull Shotzi's arm out of the socket. Um, but I was kind of like, ah, but yeah, it, it wasn't for the match seemed like it flew by. It wasn't. It didn't last very long, and then she ended up doing finishing her off with the arm bar, and uh, yeah, she. Well, first she uh, Ronda gave uh, Shotzi Piper's pit, and then went into the arm bar, and then Shotzi tapped out, and then that was the end. I was kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> but I mean, I would have loved if Shotzi won, but ah. Eh. Ronda is who she is. I mean, I love Ronda when she's not fighting the gals that I'm really in love with. But um, I kind of see a Ronda and Shayna at some point because it, it always goes that way. You team up with someone, yeah, they're friends in real in real life. But th- there's always some way. Like when the Hardy Boys, we knew at some point we knew they were gonna fight each other, and that's exactly what happened. So, but who knows? Uh, that'll be a good match. Uh, I love. Um, Shayna, uh, I love R- Ronda as well, but if I had to pick out of the two, I'm going to go Shayna Baszler. But uh, when it comes to dollars of donuts, Ronda would probably whoop <laughs> Shayna's ass. But, um, yeah, that was the last match I saw. I was kind of disappointed on how it ended. I was like, oh, really? Um, they were screaming, uh, we want Sasha uh, during that match. And I rumor is she's coming back, but we don't know yet. Um, so we'll see. Unless she's back already. I haven't really been keeping up on the shows. But, yeah, those are the only matches that I saw. Uh, I still need to finish the rest. Listen to um, 
the next wrestling returns. Uh, Brian and I are going to run through the whole thing. So, but as far as sports, that is all I have. Before we finish up with the wrestling, uh, something I didn't put in the start, but I did watch uh, almost two episodes of. Uh, I was reminded because you used the word uh, moon salt, and uh, I sent you that I watched a little bit on this guy. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with his story, a nephew of uh, Bret Hart, Teddy Hart. The uh, Peacock documentary series, Dangerous Breed, Crime, Cons, Cats. You know this guy's story? Kind of, sort of. I know the name. So I guess he was the youngest at the time to ever be signed to uh, WWE. But then he was also like the fastest ever to be cut. And one of the things they were talking about in the documentary was um, he wouldn't quit doing the moonsaults and he pissed off the locker room so much. Like the guys all got together and like literally like threw him out of the locker room. And then that's how he got basically thrown out of uh, WWE. Well, you got to respect the locker room, first of all. And if they don't like you and you don't basically you don't work good with anyone, then they're going to they're going to give you some some real hits and some real shots. So I, I advise you just to go with the flow and uh, do what you're supposed to do, because a yeah. lot of people just don't really um I can't remember the, the terminology the, that they do, but you got to be, especially yeah, if you're he new. He wouldn't quit doing them. He wouldn't quit uh, moonsaulting. <laughs> you you can probably use somebody's move, but you basically you got to earn that move. I mean, that'd be like me going into the ring and just rock body, rock bottom him, everybody. And right. I know they change it up because what's her name does it the 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 man slam or whatever. Uh, that's the rock bottom, man. You ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, you 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 gotta you gotta earn your spot, really. You you gotta respect everyone um, in the locker room, especially if you're new. Uh, you you just can't go in there and. And and be stupid. So, but yeah, if they he, he, in and out. I mean, wrestling's a tough business, man. You you some get some people have it, some don't. And if you get called up to WWF, WWE, depending on what years those were. If WWF years, probably been a little bit rougher um, with those guys. But I don't know. Again, it's it's like anywhere. I mean, don't go into a new job. And think you know everything and think that you know all that and you're all that. Uh, and my line of work, we've had plenty of guys and gals coming in here thinking that, oh, I know I know how to do this or I've already worked for an airline or whatever. I mean, well, you probably you worked over there. You haven't worked here or people that come into a new station. They oh, well, this is how we do it over there. Well, you're not over there anymore. You're here and this is how we do it. You need to you need to work how we work. So but. It's like that everywhere. I mean, not just me. It's whatever kind of job you have. That'd be like some dude coming in 
to to your job right now and saying, oh, we do it better when we do it like this. I mean, I don't know how you would take it. Me, I could bitch, get in the back. <laughs> so, but right. uh, that's right. me. I've I've had some young cats coming up to me thinking that, uh, oh, hey sure. man, that uh, oh, this is how I do it and this is how we did it here. I'm like, uh, okay, but this is how we're gonna do it here. Right. We're gonna do it my way. So, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, no doubt. What was this on? Yeah, it was on Peacock. I guess it's rel- it's relatively new, so I checked it out. The only problem I had with it was the information started to get really repetitive. And I was like, yeah, you already said that like two times. This is like the third time. And now you're saying it again. It's like, so basically this guy's whole thing is he definitely started to cruise off of that name, the heart name. And, um, like I said, he was good enough to make it, but then, yeah, he quickly would like piss people off and, uh, I guess like he did get some fan following, like people liked that he was the bad boy and he broke the rules and would do crazy stuff. But, um, he set up, I guess in Canada and, uh, what was this called? It's called dangerous breed, uh, crime cons cats. Um, so he had like these wrestling, uh, academies he called like the heart dungeon um but then his also his other hustle was uh he would uh, breed and sell cats so that's where the whole cats thing comes from but um you know he's also like a bit of a player and he likes to like show that like he can have like uh multiple ladies at once and he's got his wife but then you know he brings in other girls and um at first there was this documentary guy he was like oh this is gonna be cool and like he's like this crazy character and like he interviewed the ladies thinking they were in on it but it turned out like he actually like kind of tortured them and mentally tortured them and abused them and uh, his wife and then like this girlfriend who earlier um, appeared like, you know, they were 100 percent in on all this stuff that he was doing. And this is all good and great. Um, like when he was gone, like they like filed charges against him and she filed for divorce and it became this whole thing. And he like basically went on the run to Dallas and then he got this like other girl uh there and um eventually like the whole thing where this becomes like a real like like that's all bad enough on its own but eventually like this person that he connects with she goes missing and is still missing and it's pretty much assumed that he did something to her and he's the reason She's missing. Oh, this so is, I, rem- a- I remember this guy. This wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah. So the the gone missing thing, I think, happened, I think, in like 2017. But his his WWE run was like the early 2000s. But yeah. then ever since then, he's been doing like the like. The, you know, the other leagues, the minor leagues, the other stuff 
like that. And like I said, he's the been also, stuff. yeah. And he's been living off that, the, the heart name and like getting people to sign up for his wrestling academies based off that. So. Oh yeah. I remember this, this idiot. <laughs> yeah. The, like I said, the only problem I had with the doc is they started to get real repetitive. Like, yeah, you already mentioned that info. You just keep repeating yourself. Like, I get it. Like, continue with the new info. Like, you don't just have to keep saying the same thing. Like, <laughs> mm, yeah, I'll check it out. I, I want to see what's more about it. Um, right. Are we done with sports? Yeah. All right. Well, keep it with TV. Uh, really quick, I checked out Blockbuster. I think I'm uh, like halfway through it. It's funny. I like it. Um, it's block, but yeah, it's there. It's the fictional last blockbuster and, uh, at universal backlot that that's where it looks like they're filming this. It, it doesn't look like they, um, picked a town to make it. So I don't know, but don't they, isn't it like Chicago outside Chicago or something? I think so. Yeah. But it's, it's all shot. It, this is all shot in LA. On a um, on a back lot, most likely it's a universal production, so most likely on the universal back lot. So for those of you that take the tour, maybe you'll go past uh, past the TV version of the last blockbuster. But it's a funny show. I like it. Uh, I like what's his name the best in it. Um, JB Schmoove. He's funny all the time. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad yeah, he was in it. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> He's hella funny. He was in uh, the last season of The Last OG. He was uh, Tracy Morgan's mom's boyfriend. He was hella funny uh, in that. I like him in everything. But uh, yeah, Last Blockbuster is on uh, Netflix. Zizu talked about it last time he was on. And uh, it's a funny show. So if you like sitcoms, uh, definitely check. Uh, Randall Park's funny. He's funny in everything he's in. So uh, definitely check it out. Oh, uh, really quick. Hey, shout out to everybody that listened to the last episode that was Mike and I. Uh, 274 when we did our LA skins uh, rundown. If you guys didn't listen to that, it's almost three hours of uh, what we did during that whole time <laughs> awesome. at LA, LA Skins Fest, which was awesome. Every shout out to everybody we met and all the the filmmakers and actors and everything. Shout out to um, oh, damn, I forgot the little young brother's name uh, that I interviewed when I was down. Taven Tap, I think was is that his name. Um, Bark was his last name. I want to say his first name was uh, T- Taven. Is it Taven or I, I? Sorry, little brother, I can't remember. Yeah, Taven. Taven Bark. Uh, that was his name. He was uh, one of the little skater actors that was in uh, the short film uh, Stripper. Um, I'm gonna have him on again. Uh, hopefully, uh, Skate Society and talk a little about a little more about skateboarding as well. As uh, my nephew Chemo, they all both live. They both live in uh, North uh, Carolina, so I'm gonna have them on the show at some point. But um, yeah, block last blockbuster. Check that show out. It's funny. Um, the other show, the Pepsi one in the Jet. What was that one called? Pepsi. Where's my jet? When a 20 year old attempts to win a fighter jet and a Pepsi sweepstakes, he sets the stage for a David versus Goliath court battle for the history books. And I watched you, the whole thing. Do you remember that commercial? 
I do. So do I. <laughs> but I never. I, I never. I of course, I didn't here. take it serious too. Like I always just thought, like, oh yeah, like it'd be nice. But yeah, of course, you're no. I'm not even going to get enough to get a jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking Pepsi, but not. not I never drank. Bobby, in my lifetime, I've drunk that much, but at that time when they were doing the the points thing, I mean, I never any of these things, be it cereal, candy bars, soda, whatever. When it's dealing with points, I'm even the the marble when you smoke a billion packs and send it in for a sticker or a jacket or whatever. I never ever did. Those type of things. But I remember people going, hey, you want your points? And here, I, I didn't you care. You know what's funny? <laughs> uh, another one of my random jobs for you, one of the last times we recorded uh, in the truck, I talked about my uh, gun sales experience. Another job I did uh, in the past when I was real young, uh, living in Arizona, I worked at a place where uh, people sent all their Marlboro points and uh it was interesting to kind of see inside what they had us do. We'd open up the th- the points people send us, but you just had to check in general that it looked like what they said. If they said they sent in 200 points, does it look like 200? Okay, cool. Like, and you know, of course, you know, you get people left and right that actually would just send, um, like they cut out the same size pieces, but it wasn't like the actual points. So like that's fake. But yeah, you didn't actually count out all 200, all 500 points. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever did any of those. I mean, I remember like box tops and all that when sending in uh, 10 box tops or whatever it was and get a special toy or something through Captain Crunch right. or something like that. I remember doing stuff like that, but as far as all these Star things, Wars. but Star Wars, oh, I, the, I did uh, the Star Wars stuff. And I did, yeah, the Akbar Sendway. The G.I. Joe, <laughs> I did that stuff. Joe, yep. Uh, was it a barbecue? Yeah. Uh, I got a Cobra Commander right. the first time. Yeah. I, got, I think I got it was a barbecue Sendway that I remember. <laughs> I want to say I got a Cobra Commander, and I remember getting a, I think it was Major Blood, if I remember right. But with this, with the yeah, with this, this kid, there was a contest. Uh, hey, yeah, Pepsi just trying to promote their their Pepsi. I remember they did the Pepsi challenge and all that, when especially in malls and stuff like that. Uh, I loved how they did that through the documentary. How they were like, hey, which one is? Can you pick uh, which which is Coke or which is Pepsi, which is or which one do you like? Um, what do you prefer? What do you what would you choose? Uh, what was the last? La- I think the last soda I drank was a Pepsi. I was actually drinking a Pepsi while I was watching this documentary. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, it wasn't planned that way. I just had one and I was sitting there watching it, drinking it. Um, but. Um, I would say Pepsi. I remember once I, I remember I was all about Coke, but then, um, especially during the Coke, the new Coke era when everyone hated it, but me, <laughs> well, that one summer, <laughs> that's all I drank, uh, was new Coke. And then they, I think it was just uh, a marketing scheme because then they brought, they brought the original, uh, when new Coke was out, they didn't even sell 
the old Coke, the old flavor. They, but they came back later. Here's Coke Classic. So it was just another way to, to sell. So everybody, I liked Coke, new Coke. I wish I would have got some when they redid it with uh, during the Stranger Things. But there was never anywhere near me. But um, anyway, this kid, uh, he saw the commercial. They're showing all these crazy. You can get that. You can get a denim jacket or a sweatshirt or a hat or a sticker or a, what have you. And then the last thing in the commercial is this Harrier jet comes landing down and the kid's in it. And he's like, yeah, man. He goes, I would have took the bus, but this was better or some shit like that. And then uh, at the bottom, it said, was it 70,000? It was 70,000 points, but they changed it later. 7 million. No, it was, it was 7 oh, million. It was 7 million. Yeah, 7 million points. Yeah. And that was it. And the commercial was over. So that kid was like, oh, hell, man, I want, I want this. So he started getting points and then just getting points from other people and everything and then he saw the the little booklet that you get uh, when you all oh, you can these are everything in the catalog that you can get with your Pepsi points and then he saw at the very bottom and on that last page if you're close let's say he wanted the sweatshirt or the, or the denim jacket and I think that was like a thousand points or something I don't, I don't know exactly but something like that and he only had 900 points he could buy pepsi points for like 10 cent a point and he had i can't remember exactly how many unless you remember how many points he had left but when he saw that that he could buy points he, he went and talked to this uh outrageous extreme guy that likes to climb mountains and and skydive and and this and that but he was rich and he kind of talked him into a look man we can get this jet and we can do this and that but I need this much money to buy this many, these many points. And it was, it was some crazy thousands of dollars uh, for the it was points. Like, it, it ended up being like 70000 but in the equivalent of like getting like a multi-million dollar jet, like obviously it would be, it would be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 70000 for a Harrier jet when those are like multi-million dollar machinery. Right. Right. So... Yeah. They, he was like, all right, man, let's do it. So he wrote that $70,000 check and threw in all however many points he had it had, and sent it to, I don't know, Bumfuck USA. Some little small little peel box out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so I well, they see. went there. Too. They went no, there but, no, to but like. That's where they were sending it. Yeah. Lost. That he didn't want to. He didn't want that seventy thousand dollar check to be lost. So he went there. Woke up the next day when it was open and went in there. No, they went into. It was on a Saturday. They went. He went into the post office, but it was closed. And it was like shit. But he heard somebody in the back. So he knocked on the door. That came out. He goes here. Can you put this in the PO box for whoever, whoever? So the guy took it and he did. Then he did the waiting game. Waited, waited. I can't remember how long. It might have been weeks before Pepsi finally answered him. But before they answered him, they got that that letter. They saw the check and all the points. But then this is when it came. The issue was the Pepsi people. They just did the the jet as a joke. But the way that the kid went around it was there was no small print under. That in the commercial didn't say like this is you you really can't get the jet or or whatever it was just commercial boom 
and 70 million points or 7 million points or whatever. And so he was like, I got the points and I want my jet. They sent him a letter and said, ha, basically, ha, ha, kid, you're stupid. And here, here's some free Pepsi for you. Yeah. But he there's was like, no. Case. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, hell no. Uh, they didn't cash the check. So who, who knows what they did with it? But they didn't they didn't cash it. But then he was like, no, yeah, fuck they that. Sent it back. Sent it back. Yeah. <laughs> they, they went, he went, told that guy, they went and got lawyers and they went after Pepsi. And they're like, no, no. And then the, even the, the Pepsi guys were like, they were talking to all the guys that ran the promotion and who came up with this idea. And they were like, we didn't think anyone was going to, other than take that part serious or somebody could get that many points to get this Harrier jet. <laughs> so well, they were crazy like. The crazy thing was, too, um, one of the guys that worked on the campaign, when they first started it, he actually put on there that it should be 700 million, which is obviously that's way more attainable. But some other silly executive in the meeting was like, uh, it, it, it's, it's too much on the screen. Like, don't, don't make the number so big, like for aesthetically. And it's like so dumb. Cause like there is people who actually did, think that they should make it even more but then there were other silly executives who who's like no make it easier to read because if, <laughs> if you guys remember this was in the day when the tvs were square they're not all right. super wide like they are now so you only have so much space in this square of of, of picture that, that you can add but once they knew all this was going on and they're like these guys are serious because that's when they started getting lawyers involved they went, well, we, we're going to change the, the commercial. And they changed that 7 million points to 700 million. And then they then they changed that commercial again. They were like, that's not good enough. So what if somebody gets 700 million points? Then the third go around of that same commercial, under the 7 million or 700 million, they put just kidding, in parentheses, parentheses under it, just kidding. But which that actually helps the dude's case because then they were basically admitting that yeah. <laughs> the first one was wrong and they should honor him. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, he, he was going, he was going after him. He, he was not a kid. He's much older now. Him and the other guy that he had, um, that was backing him up with the money. They were not going to let this go. They weren't just going to take those two cases of Pepsi. No, nah, hell no. They were going to go for something. So they kept going and going. It turned around that Pepsi was trying to sue them. And they were like, for what? <laughs> we, we didn't do anything. But um, they kept coming at them with all these offers. Well, we'll give you this. We'll give you that. And they're like, no, we want that jet. <laughs> so, but that's as far as I got. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but before you go yeah. into it, um. When I was down in Hollywood, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard when I was walking on my way over to uh, Funko, uh, Hollywood, and I saw that jet, uh, <laughs> that area jet in, in this parking lot. It was, uh, I think it was Hollywood and Vine, because I remember uh, back when It Chapter 2 was coming out, they had the house on that corner. It's just like a lot where they, they do things. And I looked over there and I saw that jet and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw something Pepsi 
and didn't really think nothing about it. I didn't, I didn't when I walked back, I, I walked on the other side because I didn't want to walk in the sun. But I saw that jet there and I saw people, they were letting people get in it. And I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. And just didn't really think of it until you brought it up. And then I'm like, shit, dude, I saw that jet. If I'd have known, if you would have told me that earlier, I would have went and got in that jet because <laughs> they were letting right. people get in it. But awesome. um, I, that it was cool. I hadn't been in Hollywood in a long time, so it was cool. To, I said this before. I'm sorry if I offend anyone that lives in Hollywood, but that place is a mess. <laughs> but hey, it's Hollywood. <laughs> I still love going there. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was as far as I got. I mean, don't spoil the end. I don't remember no, the outcome, no. but I do remember all of this going on and I do remember that commercial and uh, one of the people that were interviewing because she was in a lot of their commercials was uh, Cindy Crawford beautiful mm-hmm. back then still beautiful today <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. yeah I've always loved Cindy Crawford but um, yep. where, where did it go after that after uh, when Pepsi threw the the tried to sue him so that's like it I actually, I really liked this. I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved the soundtrack that they threw on it. It was fast. It was fun. The people they interviewed were energetic, and I thought it was a real overall really great documentary. I really loved it. But yeah, it got into the legal battle stuff, and um, without getting too much into that to not spoil it, um, the case uh, does go down in history. It actually is in the law books like when you're learning the law if you're studying to become a lawyer or eventually a judge or anything to do with the law this is actually a historic case for the whole like uh disclaimer and you've got to notify and things like that so um it is like a historic case so yeah i don't want to spoil it for you or anybody else who hasn't uh, watched it yet but uh yeah highly entertaining uh highly recommend this documentary because a lot of the documentaries i watch true crime stuff it's really dark and sometimes actually quite depressing but uh this was a fun story <laughs> i really liked it <laughs> i like the, the the guy that was fronting all the money when he was like yeah, when they threw it at us i was like nah man we we can't go we, we're not gonna go down like this we're gonna and he goes I'd cuss, but I'd say some other words, but um, yeah. uh, this is, I don't know where this is going. He goes, no, it's Netflix. You could say it. He was like, well, f-. he was like, no, well, fuck them. We're going to go after them. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to finish it. I, I I don't remember the outcome, but I, I remember when this was going on and I remember that commercial. When they showed the commercial, it all came back to me. I was like, oh, okay, I remember this, but... Oh, um, yeah. I like when they do these old things like that. So something that happened a long yeah. time ago that you just totally forgot about. And it was interesting right. on, on what I didn't know. I remember the, the story on what happened or this kid was suing Pepsi, but I didn't know all the back stuff on how he got that many points, how he got a hold of this dude and, and all the guys that, that were putting on the promotion. So I thought it was really, really cool. A little documentary. What is it like five episodes? I think four or five episodes. Yeah. Um, the other thing minutes. I'll say about it. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about it that I thought was awesome was like, it's this whole story, the David versus Goliath, but in the end, like it's actually like a cool, like 
friendship story. These two guys, like, you know, and the one guy, sure, he had the money and, you know, the young and upcoming kid, but like how it turned into like this, like lifelong friendship. And um, the guy with the money, he's gone through some health issues and um, yeah, like he <laughs> was like, he was scheduled to get some surgery and he was like, yeah, but I got this trip planned to Antarctica. And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, but you need to get this surgery. And he's like, yeah, but I got this trip plan. And I was like, I don't know. It just made me smile. Cause it's like, it was one of those like life is for a living moments. And it was like, he was living his life. And that was actually cool to see. And he actually, you know, was able to do both. So, you know, bonus. He, he went ahead, did his Antarctica trip and then he got his surgery and whatnot. So, yeah, made me smile. <laughs> I know I watched something else, but I, I don't, I don't remember. Um, what else you got for TV? Yeah, I'll just quick hit these then. Um, I don't know if you heard about uh, this Amazon show that's airing, The Peripheral, starring uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. I've heard of it, uh, it, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's set in the future when technology has subtly altered society. A woman discovers a secret connection to an alternate reality as well as a dark future of her own. Stuck in a small Appalachian town, a young woman's only escape from the daily grind is playing an advanced video game. She is such a good player that a company sends her a new game to test, but it has a surprise in store. It unlocks all her dreams of finding purpose, romance, and glamour in what seems like a game, but it also puts her and her family in real danger. Um, this is interesting because it's like the distant future, but then even goes further into the distant future. It's set in 2099, and then uh, in the game, in the experience, it's like another 100 years into the future. So uh, that's interesting. This is from the same people that made Westworld. So it's interesting like to know that, and then you see it. And some of the vibe is the same. Uh, I think we mentioned last time, too, that they're not even going to get to finish their Westworld story. Westworld got canceled at HBO. Maybe somewhere else will pick it up. Maybe Amazon, if they're happy with the peripheral here, will uh, let them finish Westworld on Amazon or something. But, um, yeah, I thought this was pretty good. I guess it's going to be eight episodes. Uh, looks like all of it's up except for the final episode goes up on December 2nd. So uh, I've watched half of it so far. I'm going to finish it. Uh, I'm interested in it. And what is interesting is um, it's it's definitely, I'd say, a very realistic take on the future in that, like, we're talking so far ahead, um, you know, 2099, but there is only subtle like technological differences and like just the way people are living. <laughs> so it, it felt kind of realistic that way. Um, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, a lot of people know her, uh, 
Kick-Ass, the Carrie remake, um, a bunch of other stuff. But uh, I feel like she's done this uh, put on the Southern accent before. And uh, she does that uh, here. She's she's playing with that here. So, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep up with it. Actually, right before we were uh, recording, I had on an episode. So, but I stopped it. But yeah, I'm gonna keep up with it. Uh, the peripheral. All right. Yeah, I'll get to it when I can. Yeah. 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 Uh, another one on Amazon. Uh, I sent you pictures from this and I highly recommend checking this out. Uh, six episode series, the English starring Emily Blunt and Chasky Spencer. This is, uh, kind of a take on, um, it's really stylized. Like it looks like the classic spaghetti Westerns, the way the, the color splash and the, the brightness of them and the way they they use that effect. They even uh, the opening credit scenes looks like that of like the good, bad and the ugly and like those style of spaghetti westerns. Uh, the story is described as follows a woman as she seeks revenge on the man she sees responsible for the death of her son. Set in the mythic mid-America landscape of the year 1890. The English follows Cornelia Locke, an English woman who arrives in the new and wild landscape of the West to wreak revenge on the man she sees responsible for the death of her son. Upon meeting Eli Whip, an ex-cavalry scout and member of the Pawnee Nation by birth, they join together and discover a shared history which must be defeated at all costs if either of them are to survive. Yeah, this one's really cool. Um... I love those old spaghetti westerns, especially Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And um, this definitely has vibes and inspiration of that. Uh, So that's cool. The only thing I will say is it can be quite slow in parts, dialogue heavy. Um, It's definitely not in a hurry, but uh, uh, the quick paced action scenes when they do come are really cool. And, um, both the main characters, super cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm really liking this. I'm also, that's six episodes and I'm, uh, halfway through this one too. I'm three episodes in and yeah, uncle from, uh, res dogs. He's, uh, he makes an appearance. I sent you that picture. <laughs> Gary farmer. Yeah. Uncle. Uh, the hell was his name? <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember his name on the show. But yeah, Gary Farmer. Awesome, awesome actor. <clears throat> and what was that on Amazon? Yeah. And that's the English. All right. What else you got? All right. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um hit Disney plus on black Friday. And uh, I was excited to check it out. It's not that long. It's 45 minutes, but I thought it was really good. Um, I did catch an Easter egg. That's definitely easy to miss when the camera's panning down. Um, there's a billboard that says, uh, King goes Christmas 
Maul's character from Eternals. So that was a fun catch. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, it has a little bit of animation in it too, which I was expecting because obviously holiday special when you first even heard about it uh you could you could only imagine the inspiration being that of the original star wars holiday special so was the eternals this year no it was last year okay yep last november Hmm. so about a year ago i need to watch that again yep and, uh, yeah, I mean, they got stuff to do with that. Like, characters are eager and ready to return. I know um, the uh, Druig, the same actor that played the Joker in the Batman, uh, Barry Keoghan, he's, um, I guess, made news recently in saying that uh, he's ready and wanting to go for uh, – whatever's next for the Eternals and you know Kamal's been talking about it so he needs a TV we'll show see one way or the other. Kamal needs a TV show he has uh, the Chippendales one no his character in Eternals oh I thought you just meant he needs a TV show I was like well, no Chippendales one did you watch <laughs> that one yet I, I want to I saw a big billboard for it I want to see it I just love him. I haven't, but I've, you know how I'm a true crime guy. I know the story. I've seen multiple documentaries and specials on it. So is he a dancer? I know what happens. <laughs> is he a dancer? No, he's oh. the, he's the guy that uh, started the, the club in LA. Hmm. Cause he's in shape. He could be one of those guys shaking it up there. Right. No, no. He's, uh, uh, it was a uh, guy from India that started Chippendales. So that's who he's playing. And then, yeah, I mean, other stuff, crazy stuff comes. So if you don't know the story, it, it is definitely worth watching because it's, it's, it's incredible. Like the stuff that actually did happen that did come of chip and tails like the crazy stuff like sex murder and mayhem <laughs> there it goes yeah but uh anyways yeah uh guardians holiday special really enjoyed it um in classic marvel styles it does have just a tiny little scene uh after the mid credits so be on the lookout for that but yeah it's really fun um definitely a holiday classic now for years to come the only other thing i will say is um i obviously loved seeing all the characters and um it also made me a little sad that volume three is the last run for this team um who knows who's going to stick around if i had to guess i'm pretty sure that volume three will be uh Batista, Jack, uh, Drax's last run, and uh, Pratt, Star-Lord, his last run. Maybe uh, Gamora, maybe her last run. Um, I did mention, too, I've, I've mentioned this to other people. It's just crazy to me, especially 
all these years later, when Guardians of the Galaxy came out 2014, Bradley Cooper has never, ever, ever, ever stepped foot on an MCU production stage. He's never been on set for any of these movies. He only comes in, does the recording of the voice, and that's that. So that's all he needs to do. Like, come on, keep Rocket going. Rocket's my favorite. And uh, yeah, just Rocket's going to continue. So, I mean, there's own, no re- give him his own movie. Yeah, it's easy enough. I mean, dude, I cannot believe he's never visited the set. Uh, to, to get millions just to do to do the voice easily, yeah. easily, or give him a show or something. He don't even have to be there. <laughs> he could just do the voice. Yeah. And, All right, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I'll say, you might have seen this in the previews. Um, Groot's looking a lot different. Um, as big as everybody now, not as tall as the original Groot, but they made him kind of like buff like a young buff group um it's probably my least favorite look they've done though for Groot so far but uh you know then he's still doing the the eye he his thing i mean bradley cooper comes he has you know different lines Vin Diesel comes in and just says, I am Groot in a different way. <laughs> yeah, he just says it a million different ways. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, this is awesome. You, I'm sure you also seen in the previews, Kevin Bacon's in this. Um, that's really fun. So there's a musical performance that's uh, really fun. Um I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here, something like that. It's really good. <laughs> is that all? Uh, yeah, except except for uh, Andor, but I can wait till Star Wars moment for that. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that yet, so we'll see. Um, well, keeping it with MCU. <laughs> I still got another month. Uh, I need to get through that and uh, what's the other stupid show? Um, Moon Knight. I tried again. Oh, <laughs> first episode. I'm like, come on. Anyway, keeping it with the MCU, I, I made it out and saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever, written and directed by Ryan Coogler. The power, the people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. Oh, my God. This movie kicked you in the face right from the get-go in the middle and at oh, the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, the, yeah. The part that got, me the, that got me the most is when they show the Marvel Studios uh, logo. You know how when, when it's Marvel comes across and it's all the, the action of the previous films, it's all... Um, T'Challa, Black yeah. Panther. I was like, oh man, it just, it just punched you in the gut. I was like, yeah. oh my god, Chadwick. <laughs> that that part got Eric too. He goes, man. He goes, I was sad, but that part, that was uh, brilliant for that. I mean, the last time it got me during that was um, when Stanley, after he passed, 
But this one was like, oh. Um, but with that being said, it was good. I had issues with it. Why was it so dark? Mm. There were the scenes, I was like, what's happening? I mean, I saw it on one of the big screens in a big fancy digital DX or whatever they call those things. I was like, why is it so dark? You can't even see anything. I was just like, oh, come on. Um, the underwater stuff was cool with uh, Submariner, Namor, and all that. And the guy that played him, who I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, uh, he was good. I liked that. I liked the backstory uh, of him and how he became who he was and his people. Um, all the previous characters that we saw, uh, Romanda, his um, T'Challa's mom, Angela Bassett, beautiful. Uh, Bilbo Baggins, uh, he's good no matter what he pops into. Uh, Winston Duke Mbaku, he's just badass. I wanted more of him. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, when she came in, she was good. And uh, what's her name? Michonne, she was badass. Shiri, all right. Um, I like her character. I like that the the actor. I liked her when she. Spoiler alert, you guys should have seen this already. And we already know it's already in all the trailers now. She's Black Panther. I didn't like that part when she was had the suit on. I was kind of like, ugh. I liked her in the beginning when she was running around getting into action and fighting and the car chases and all that. That was cool. But I think once to me, once she put the suit on, I was kind of like, yeah. But I don't know. I I said this before. I think they should have just recasted and gave us another, maybe one or two Black Panther adventures before him, him passing away. Uh, the character, the character dying. We had no idea that Chadwick was 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 sick. Um, but I, I, just, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. And it was two hours and forty one minutes. Did it need to be that long? Hell no! It didn't need to be that long. They could have took 41 minutes out of this because there was a lot of times it was like, all right, something happened. Yes, we're sad. We know we're sad. We know King T'Challa passed by some mysterious disease. We know that. But I was just like, come on. There was just a lot of like, all right. I was like looking at my phone. Plus, I I didn't know it was going to be that long, first of all. So now I was like, man, because I downed my soda too fast. And I was sitting there like struggling. Uh, like, come on, because then w- once the two-hour mark hit, uh, Eric was like, it, he goes, how much more of this? This guy said, I see, got 41 more minutes. He was like, what? And I was just like, ah. the All the underwater stuff, awesome. This To me, some of the CGI wasn't the greatest, but when they were fighting and all that, I thought that was cool. Um, shout out to the geeks. I caught this, too, and it kind of made me frown. These people are supposed to be breathing and all that, living underwater all these years and all that. And why did it look like everybody was holding their breath underwater? I was, I was like, come on, you guys are supposed to be the sea people. But okay, whatever. It's a movie. And yes, um, it was real people swimming in the water and how they filmed it. I get it. But they did not, not to, whatchamacallit, uh, Aquaman. I'm sure some of that was when they were underwater uh, as well, 
but and they did look like they were um, holding their breath too. But I was just kind of like, come on. I mean, but <sighs> costumes amazing. Give these people Academy Award. Score amazing. Original songs amazing. Cinematography when they needed it, cool because a lot of it was CGI and, and everything. Um, I did like how Sherry Cow and uh, Bilbo were colonizer, my favorite colonizer. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, there was there's a few surprises in it. There was one I didn't was not expecting at all. I'm gonna save that spoiler uh, for you guys for those of you who didn't see it. I was like, whoa, give me more of that, but we can't have more of that. But we can if they do the the what if the multiverse type of deal. But anyway, um that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I liked the action scenes when they were going, but I wanted a bigger and more. They were building up to a huge battle at the end and I didn't get it. I was kind of like, mm. and there was not really a bad guy in this, in this film, unless you think Elaine is the, the bad Americans. Americans are, are the bad guys. Um, but I mean, because usually I, I was, we knew Submariner Namor was going to be in this. We knew that. I thought there was going to be some kind of uh, force that they were going to have to team up and fight together. I, I was, I wanted that. Um, I think that's, to me, I think that's where they dropped the ball on this one because they were just battling, battling. But then we know. Is Namor going to get his own film at some point? I'm pretty sure he is. That'll be cool. But I don't know. I, I think it was, to me, I, to me, it was kind of a waste to bring them into this, knowing that there wasn't going to be, or not for me, not knowing that there wasn't going to be a bad guy that they were going to team up and fight. So I was kind of like, hmm. I think they, 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 they missed the opportunity. They could have brought in somebody that we haven't seen yet to fight. But I don't know. I didn't make this movie. Are we getting another one? Of course we're getting another one. Uh, stick around for that scene at the end. Oh, that got me too. That, that extra scene, I wasn't ready for it. Uh, I thought it was going to be, all right, be sad some more and, and the movie's over with. But they, they punched you in the gut one more time. But it, it was kind of like a happy, sad thing. I mean, I hate that they put in one of the scenes. One of the scenes, the, the extra scene is in the trailer. I was kind of like, really? But all right, whatever. Um, but other than that, uh, it, it, was, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong with, with the, the, the little nitpicks and bitching that, about this film. I did like it. Will I see it again? Yes, I will. Will I buy it? Of course I will. But I wanted a little bit more. And I, I want to know the reasoning why it was so dark. Because there's one scene when they were not in the ocean, when they were just scamming the ocean. I was like, the moon is out. It's a little brighter than that. It'd be different if the moon wasn't out and you couldn't see anything. But I was kind of like, oh, why is this so dark? And I was thinking, is it just this camera that I'm watching the, the movie on? Maybe it was a shitty camera and it wasn't bright enough. But after I saw the movie is when I started watching the reviews and listening to other podcasts talking about this film. And they were saying the same thing. They're like, why is this movie so dark? So I, I don't know. I, I didn't make the film. 
But uh, of course, it's going to be on the comic book list. Um, it, it is a movie you need to see. Um, it, it wasn't as good as the first one, but I mean, things have changed and, and it was different. Uh, I would like to know the story that they did write before uh, Chadwick passed. I'd, I'd like to know what they were going to do with that. But um, I don't know. We'll see uh, where it goes from here. Um, Mbaku, I kind of want him. Give him a, if not a TV series, give him a movie or something. I want more of him. I've always loved his character. I thought he was badass. And uh, even what's her name? Uh, Michonne and uh, her crew. What were they called? The um, uh, They were the Dora Milaje, but yeah. uh, the armor they got was the Midnight Angels armor, which is also from the comics. So yeah, pretty cool. Oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, I thought she was cool, but once the suit was Ring. on, I was kind of like, yeah, really? It looked like you know, an, it looked like an anime, uh, one of those Robotech uh, robots. It was cool to see Ironheart, but yeah, she's getting her show too. Um, <sighs> they're film. They are. They're in the middle of filming it. They they might be done filming it. It's coming out next year. On Disney Plus. Oh, it's oh, it's a TV show. All right, all right. Uh, don't give her a movie yep. just yet, but which um, is why I'm not surprised to hear minor spoiler alert to hear Shuri say that uh, they were going to hold on to that uh, Mark II armor. Because <laughs> I was so. kind of like, really, you're going to bring her in, and she didn't really move the story along either. So uh, I was kind of like, ah. Uh, well, she off, was it was the plot point for she like was, a for a second, and then they just she was the 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 important item really in the beginning, <laughs> and then that once they got it, they just kicked her to the side until uh, she showed up in the suit. So I was kind of like, wait a minute, but I don't know. I mean, I I understood what they were trying to do. They were just. Other than to just make us sad through the whole movie, <laughs> and it worked every time he was supposed to be sad. I was like, "Oh man, I must have wiped my eyes." I don't know how many times uh, yeah. throughout this film. I mean, they were just gut punch, gut punch, gut punch, right after another. Uh, but um, in the end, um, see it on the big screen if you can see it in IMAX. Definitely do that. But um, I mean. It, other than my complaints about it, I did enjoy the film. And Eric, when we walked out, Eric was like, that was pretty good. But he was kind of like, why was it so long? He goes, that was like Eternals. I liked Eternals. I know everyone hated that one and how long it was, too. I wanted more of Eternals. That could have been like 10 hours long and I would have sat there and watched it. But mm. that's me. That's me. <laughs> but again, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Definitely go see it. And... Uh, bring your tissues, cause it was, it was. Oh man, Eric, I never even seen him like ever get sad watching a movie, but he was like, yeah, that part got me. <laughs> so, but right, yeah, easy uh, uh, not to. But uh, yeah, you want to talk about the spoiler real quick? Nah, I don't know if everyone has seen it yet, but I was kind of like, is that where we're gonna? All right, everyone, you know what? Five. We're gonna spoil the the thing at the end. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead a few minutes. I'll give you five, four, three, 
two, one. Spoilers from here on out about the ending. Go for it. So the one thing, and I was wondering if you were implying this is what you hadn't heard, was uh, once she takes the herb to uh, gain the powers of the panther, uh, she's hoping to see either her brother, T'Challa, or her mom, who at this point has now passed. Uh, but with the vengeance in her heart, she sees uh, Killmonger. Like, yeah, I didn't know that was coming. So. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Some people were saying they should have threw in Doctor Doom, but I don't know how that would have fit in. But all right, whatever. I would have been excited for that too. But um, I thought that was cool. It was good to see um, Creed. Can't wait for Creed three to come out. Um, Killmonger, Eric Killmonger. Um, but he was straight up. He goes, she was kind of like shocked. Uh, why am I seeing you? And he broke it down for her. This is why you're seeing me. And this is how you're going to be. So uh, I, I was I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> so I, I was I was juiced when he popped up. Um, if you guys did watch that What If episode, What If What of Killmonger was Black Panther or whatever, um, I would have been fine if they did that, if they brought that back into this uh, timeline and with, with the multiverse and everything, he, he can continue to be uh, Black Panther. So I don't know, but obviously they went a different route. Um, the scene at the very end when when Sherry was looking over the ocean, uh, when she went back to Haiti, oh man, that got me in the trailer and it got me again about to get me now talking about it. When she was looking out and Tears were coming out of her eye. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, what's her name? Came back walking over. Is it? Uh, Nakia. Nakia, she came over talking, and she goes, yeah. And she goes, well, your brother, he knew uh, he was getting sick, and he knew it was coming, so he came back here. Because she said, that's why you didn't see. Because she kind of asked her, well, where were you this whole time? And she was like, well, after the. After the snap, the blip, whatever they want to call it, she was like, "We, we came here." And she was like, "Well, you weren't around. We, we needed you and all that." And she was like, "Well, I needed to come here." And then she was kind of confused, and she goes, "All right, well, here I'm gonna introduce you to someone." When she said that, I was like, "Oh my god, I had a kid!" And this little boy came walking over. He looked just like him too. I was like, "Oh man!" And then yeah. more tears, happy tears started coming out of my yeah. eyes. And uh, she told him, I can't remember what he said his name was, but then he said, I'm uh, I'm Prince T'Challa. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so uh, people are saying like, no, I think I'm going to give Shiri more more action as the Black Panther. But I think at some point. But lining up like 10 years from now. I, they, or, or they can do a time jump. Um don't do the 10 years from now. Give me a time jump. <laughs> I want it now, not 10 years from now. Um, but, right. uh, but if you do give it me 10, 10, I'll wait. Of course, we'll be watching these movies until the end. But um, it's, it's going to be cool. And, of course, that little kid at some point is going to be Black Panther. And I cannot wait for it. But let Shuri shine, shine some more. Um she just uh, broke her teeth in the suit in this one, so 
let her do some more. Again, I just wasn't really blown away with what what happened towards the end when she when she put on the suit. But you know, maybe uh, uh, I, li- I like the fight though when she got him on land. I, I did like the fight. It was it was it was basically for nothing really because Namor was like, all right, you know what? Um, let's just be friends and uh, we'll we'll team up uh, now. And I was. I mean, because I knew she wasn't going to kill him, or I knew he wasn't going to kill her. Because uh, I was like, this. That's why I said this was like a waste for to have these two characters going at it. I, I think they could have went at it in the beginning, and then somebody came, some big character could have came in that they had to team up to fight. So I mean, because Namor does come in uh, in, on the good side, and we got all his adventures. If you guys read those books, obviously they won't go in. I'm sure they'll pick they'll pick some from it. He's always been that uh, in the middle character. Like when he first came out, he was actually a villain of uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, so that's why I was like, why are they bringing him in now? But okay. Um, it was cool. I thought every time he was on the screen, man, he was like he took took control of the scene. And when his little wings were in action, <laughs> that was badass. I wanted more of that. So give me Feather Serpent God. Give me his movie now, because <laughs> I want to see uh, him in action. But dude, the the blue people, his little people, just reminded me like Avatar. And I'm that's, not even. That's definitely. I agree, agree with you there, and I I didn't like that too, but I did like that they actually had a reason, and they didn't just. Yeah. Oh, we're just doing that. At least they came up with a story reason. Yeah, I liked I liked the whole backstory of uh, who they were and who who he was and what happened, uh, how he became the way he was because no one else had those little wings on their feet. Right. He was the only one. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready for his movie. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me his movie now. <laughs> so, I hope there. Uh, I know we got a bunch of other things coming out uh, next well, year. He's the, but he's the first X Men. So, I yeah, mean, as no. far as, like historically speaking, I guess. Yeah, like, but because they were saying he was a mutant, and basically yeah. he was. And what's her name's a mutant, which was a shock to Lola. all of us. Yeah, so. I'm going to watch that again. I told Eric, I said, that one was hella good. Because he, he asked me, what about Moon Knight? And I was like, yeah, watch it whenever you want. But I said, watch Ms. Marvel. Everybody I've been talking to that haven't seen Ms. Marvel is just kind of like, well, is it just a little kid show? I said, it's more geared towards the teens, early 20s, the young women. But it's awesome. So if you guys haven't seen that yet, definitely check it out. But Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, go see it. Uh, form your own opinion. Again, if you're going to see, if you've seen every MC, MCU movie, you're, you're, of course you're going to watch this. Obviously. But, um, yeah, we're kind of forever. Uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. Um, what other movies you got? I got one more movie. Okay, I got two. Uh, the next one I got is uh, Spirited. This is in theaters, but it's also streaming on Apple TV Plus, a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserly misanthrope who has taken on a magical journey, a musical version of the classic Christmas story by Charles Dickens. 
uh, a miserly man who treats everyone around him with terrible selfishness, finds himself on a fantastical adventure in three phases of time, past, present, and future, in order to discover how he ended up so miserable and alone. Uh, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, uh, Tracy Morgan is uh, the the ghost of uh, future yet to come. Uh, the uh, Sunita Mani, she's the ghost of Christmas past. Patrick Page is Marley. Uh, Will Ferrell's the ghost of uh, Christmas present, and Ryan Reynolds is Clint Briggs. So he's like the subject of this. Um, it's mostly a musical, and as far as the music num- numbers go. I mean, they're impressive, but I didn't love overall the musical elements of it. There's just one song, one performance, uh, Good Afternoon. I really enjoyed that scene. That was really funny. It was basically a take on uh, that in like Charles Dickens times, like in old English times, like saying like good afternoon was basically like the equivalent of like F you. Like it was like a bad thing, like a negative thing. So uh, that's a really funny song. I really liked that. Uh, but other than that, the musical numbers didn't really speak to me that much. Like I said, it's impressive. They're spinning and dancing around and music, all of this and that. And that's fine. But what I really enjoyed about this was actually the story at its core. I thought it was a really cool and fun. Obviously this has been a story that's been told a million times, a Christmas story, you know, Scrooge. They they reference Scrooge and Bill Murray and everything like that. So but it is like a very modern take on the story and I thought they did a really great job with like the story part of it. So uh overall, yeah, I mean, I do recommend it. Like I said, like uh I'm not the biggest musical guy but i say this is pretty on par for me when it does come to musicals like i usually find one song that uh i like and that's what happened here like i said it's uh good afternoon so but uh yeah good performances um obviously like ryan reynolds and and will ferrell they're not like amazing singers but it works here you know they will ferrell is that's like, you know, part of like the charm of the film. <laughs> he sang on Saturday Night Live all the time. He was hella good. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if he do it professionally, but uh, every time he sang, he, he was good. And he sang in um, Elf. Elf for a second with him and uh, what's her nuts in the bathroom. Yeah. And that was good, too. The thing I always think of from Elf is uh, the thing. Like, we're alone and I'm singing. I'm singing. <laughs> so it's like that like obviously comes to mind. Let me give you one little spoiler for this too, a funny thing. I don't think I'll watch it. Go ahead. <laughs> he sees a person dressed up like elf and he's Bloody like elf? Yeah. And he's like and Will Ferrell's like, You look stupid. <laughs> All right, no, that's funny. Uh, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds sing? Yep. I think he could sing. I mean, he's, he's funny. He's a good actor. Yeah, like I said, don't get me wrong. They give it their all. Um, and, you know, they're 
singing, they're dancing around. That's great. But I, I just thought like the core story was done really well. It's like a really fun and funny take when it's not like musical numbers. Like the story is actually really good. So yeah, I thought they did a, a really good job with it. All right. What was that called again? Spirited. It's in theaters and on Apple TV plus. All right. What's the next one? The next one uh, is the sequel. I'm really glad they made. If you've been with listening to us for years, you'll remember uh, I loved the original so much that it made my what year was that? Uh, gosh, where is it? What year did it come out? I don't know what it oh, is. Twenty twenty. It made my top 10. The original made my top 10 in 2020. And that was uh, the Netflix movie Enola Holmes with Eleven herself, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, Soups, Henry Cavill, uh, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, now here we are two years later. We're getting the sequel, Enola Holmes 2, two hours and nine minutes Now, a detective for hire, Enola Holmes takes her first official case to find a missing girl as the sparks of a dangerous conspiracy ignite a mystery that requires the help of friends and Sherlock himself to unravel. Um, Like I said, if you've been listening for a while, you know how much I love that film. It made my my top ten that year. I'm pretty sure it was around like four or five. this one has a chance to make my list. It'll probably just miss out this year. It's honorable uh, of an honorable mention. Uh, I'm glad they made this, and I hope they keep making them. Uh, from the, the sound of it, from the looks of it, they will. Uh, I know it's been on their most-watched, top-ranked list since it hit, so uh, that's a good sign for them to continue the series. So um, at least give us one more. Give us a trilogy. If not more, I don't mind. Keep this, keep the series going. It's fun. So uh, I'm a fan of uh, old Sherlock, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. So uh, this is a fun take on it with Henry Cavill and then Enola Holmes being the sister of Sherlock. And uh, also... Uh, uh, Helen Bonham Carter, she's uh, the, the mother of the homes in this series. And um, if you're familiar with Sherlock, uh, in general, the classic, the stories, uh, you know the characters. And um, two classic characters make their debut in this one uh both are kind of a surprise so i won't say it's kind of obvious but at the same time uh, if you have any curiosity i don't want to spoil that for you but uh yeah i really enjoyed it like i said definitely uh had that has that potential to make my end of year list uh i think it might just miss out though but uh i'm glad they made it and i hope they keep making more all right was that it uh, I got one more movie, keeping it uh, whew, with a Christmas. This is a new one that I did not had no idea was coming out. 
A Christmas Story Christmas. Follows the now adult Ralphie as he returns to the house in Cleveland on Cleveland Street to give his kids the magical Christmas like the one he had as a child. Reconnecting with childhood friends and re-reconciling his passing of his old man. Uh, This stars pretty much all the main characters in the original Christmas story. It was out in the 80s. Peter Billingsley uh, as Ralphie Parker. Um, Scott Schwartz as Flick. R.D. Robb as Schwartz. Um, What's his name even popped up in this? Um, The hell's his name? Scott Fargus. Uh, Zach Ward. (laughs) He came in. It was good to see him. And even Grover Dill. Uh, Yano Anya, he he came in. Uh, it it was <laughs> it was more it was a nostalgia thing, but to bring back the original cast as grownups now was was awesome. I didn't really pay much attention to the trailer. I was down at Mike's and Mike's was like, "Hey, let's watch this." Uh, this was directed by Clay Cadis, and the screenplay. Uh, based off the Booker by Gene Shepard, uh, Nick, Nick, Peter Billingsley, Nick, Sharon Clay, Cadis. Um, they wrote uh, the screenplay and the story. All right. I was watching uh, something. I think it was Good Morning America. They're talking to Peter Billingsley. He said they came they came at him multiple times with an idea to uh, give us basically give us kind of a part two to his story. Uh, and he was like, eh, nah, this this isn't just doesn't feel right. But I think years, I don't know how many years after since the last one, someone finally came up with an idea and he came, he sat down uh, with the director and they came up with a story. And this is what they gave us. And it was awesome. Uh, it was funny. Uh, other than it, it was just nostalgic to see uh, everybody uh come back to be in this um, Ralphie goes back uh, to his home, his old home his childhood home I thought it was the house that they they used in the first one uh, for the thing they were saying they built rebuilt this whole street at wherever they filmed this at uh, built the house everything um, because if you guys the real house um, I believe it's like a museum now so yeah, his dad, uh, his story, how he goes back home is his dad passes away. Uh, Darren McGavin, the, the guy that played his dad, uh, Mr. Parker in the first film, he he passed away uh, some years back. So uh, his mom uh, wasn't the actress that played it uh, in the first in the original one. This one was played by uh, Julie Haggerty. If you guys remember her from uh, the two airplane movies, she was uh, the, the main flight attendant that um, uh, Ted Stryker was trying to get at. Uh, she played uh, Mrs. Parker. Uh, also joining the cast, Aaron Hayes as Sandy Parker, Ralphie's wife, and his two get- kids, Mark and Julie, played by River Dorsey and Juliana Lane. Uh, they were in it, and then a bunch of other people that popped up into this. Uh, the Bumpuses, they 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 made an appearance uh, in this. Uh, they I assume they're their grandkids or whatever, and those little uh, hound dogs that they had next door, they they also came back uh, into play. Um, but yeah, this movie, it was, it was funny. It was just, again, nostalgic. It was sad and I can't believe it. I I think this can be, uh, 
considered a Christmas uh, classic after. Again, I did not think this was going to be all that. I think they were just kind of, I guess, I wouldn't say cash grab because it's on HBO Max. Um, but it was good. It was really good. I, I was I was surprised. Mike and I, when it was over, we were like, damn, man. <laughs> Both of us weren't expecting much in this, but it was funny. And when all these characters were popping back up in it, we were like, hey, hey. So it was cool. And uh, Peter Billingsley, if you remember his, his Ralphie's little facial uh, expressions that he had uh, in the first one, he did them again in this one, and it worked every time. So it, it was awesome uh, to see uh, everyone come back to do this. Um, I don't know what um, the other guys, I know Scott Schwartz kind of fell into the porn industry for a minute. Uh, I didn't see those films, but uh, R.D. Robb, the last thing I saw him in was uh, the Brady Bunch movie, the first one. Uh, Scott Fargus, uh, Zach Ward, I think the last thing I saw him in. I remember he was in a TV show, and I remember he popped up in one of those Resident Evil movies. I can't remember which one. Um, and there was some other people in there like, oh, hey, you've seen them in other things. But uh, it was funny. Uh, but I really, really highly recommend this. And this movie bumped out uh, some stuff <laughs> on my top ten list. Uh, I loved this film. I thought it was amazing. Hopefully, it, it does go on sale. Not sure how HBO Max does it all. I think Warner Brothers is the one that does all that. But this was definitely a good movie. It, it, it can be a timeless Christmas classic. Not so much like the original one, but it was it was cool. It was really good. They even go back to that uh, store where uh, they met Santa Claus and they had that slide and everything all over again. So, but it was really cool. It just put a big smile on my face and a couple times uh, there was tears uh, in my eyes, but yes, a Christmas story. Christmas is definitely a uh, holiday film to watch this season. Uh, we're coming to the last few days of uh, November. Um, and yes, I assume this is going to stay on HBO max for forever oh. now, but uh, Yep. Um, were you going to watch this? I am. And I want to give a shout out to Breeze, Breezy. She, as long as I've known her, she's been the biggest uh, Christmas story fan uh, I know and that I'll probably ever know. She watches it uh, year round, uh, pretty much weekly, if not daily. She is the extreme super fan. So uh, last time I talked to her, uh, she hadn't seen it yet, but uh, she was looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously it's something that has been, you know, played a lot through the years and they do the, the marathons. I think uh, TNT for Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve runs it for 24 hours. That's kind of been a tradition here for years now. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a film I know by heart. Uh, all the dialogue, every line, like you said, all the looks and whatnot. Uh, it's definitely a completely uh, quotable movie for me. And that's uh, definitely because of Breeze. <laughs> it's funny when when you see Flick and Schwartz and everyone you just, especially Ralphie, uh, even his brother, uh, Randy, <laughs> pops up in this. The actor that played him, uh, <laughs> all grown up. Um, they they 
I don't know what those actors were doing uh, during all this time, but they, everyone they came back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They all they <laughs> they came back. Uh, Randy, uh, Ian Pertella, trying to see uh, what else he has done. Um, it looks like he's been a lot of TV. Um, Christmas Story came out in '83. Uh, he did a lot of stuff in the 80s TV wise he did some TV uh, in the early 90s and I think the last thing he was in was in 2015 something called quarter bin I don't know what that is but uh, he hasn't done a ton but he kind of kept his acting and he came back in, in this one and I was just blown away <laughs> by everybody because when, when they come on the screen and you see them, you're like, whoa, especially Grover Dill. He only popped up on the screen for like a second, but it was the same kid, the same actor. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, and, oh, man. Yeah, you got to watch this. It, it's funny. And there's nothing, really nothing, anything to spoil about this film. But um, it's it was amazing. I, again, I could not believe how good this movie was. I was just truly, truly shocked. And to kick off. Uh, the holiday season of films. Um, we are going to do uh, 12 random days of Christmas this year. Um, shout out to everyone that wanted uh, Tom Hanks giving. Uh, we kind of got it got away from us. Uh, Mike and I were going to do it, but um, we'll save it for next year. So sorry about that. Um, but 12 random days of Christmas. Mike and I are going to come back and we're going to do Christmas story, Christmas full breakdown on everything that happened uh, in the film. Uh, we're going to do that. Uh, it might be a commentary, but it just might be a regular episode of us. Uh, talking about it and everything. So I'm going to watch it again. But yeah, so to expect those. Uh, I don't even know what is going to be on the docket for 12 random days of Christmas. They're not going to be in a row like how 31 days one because that just about kills me every year. Uh, it's going to be be 12 episodes. The, the 12th episode could come out December 31st. I don't know. But it's no, you know what? I think I ended. Um, Christmas Eve with the last episode last year, but we, we were just random Christmas films that we popped up here and there. So, but I'll give you a, a there's gonna be a, a horror one, might be a few more horror ones in there, but there's one called Christmas Evil. I saw it a long, long time ago, I have not seen it since then. Uh, I'm definitely gonna do that one. Brian and I will probably cover that one, so but get ready for all those. But uh, HBO Max, a Christmas story, Christmas definitely, definitely put that on your must watch. Uh, this holiday season, and again, it was an amazing film, and I loved it so much. You guys might not think so, but I I loved it. And as far as movies, that is it. All right. Where are we, Star uh, Wars now? <laughs> real quick, uh, looking at the notes, I missed one TV show that I promised in the beginning, so I want to quickly mention it. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this or seen this on Netflix. The show. Uh, I got I to gotta step away really quick, so go ahead. Okay. 1899, described as multinational immigrants traveling from the old continent to the new encounter a nightmarish riddle aboard a second ship adrift on the open sea. In 1899, a migrant steamship heads west to leave the old continent. The passengers, a mixed bag of European origins, united by their hopes and dreams for the new centuries and their future abroad. But their journey takes an unexpected turn when they discover another migrant ship adrift on the open sea. What they find on board will turn their passage to the promised land into a horrifying nightmare. 
Um, if you know the Netflix series Dark, uh, this is from the same people that did that. I started that show, but I never finished it. I heard lots of good things about it. I feel like I should have finished it, but I never did. Uh, but I thought I'd give this one a try for the show here. And uh, I got two episodes in. Um, it's intriguing enough, but it didn't totally grab me. Uh, there obviously is something else going on here. I don't know for sure, so I'm not spoiling this in any way. But it just seemed to me, especially through that first episode, that they're almost hinting that uh, maybe this isn't 1899 and like this is possibly like a mental asylum or something like that. That uh, they might be like experiencing something or some kind of procedure, and then they find themselves in this situation or something like that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's all right. It seems to be uh, trending rather well. It seems to be one or two on the list uh, ever since it uh, came out here on. Uh, November 17th, uh, what is lost will be found. I don't know if you're back, but uh, have you heard of 1899? I've heard of it, but I had no idea what it was about. Okay. Yeah, like I said, the last line in my description, uh, horrifying nightmare. So I don't know. Might be worth checking out. But uh, yeah, after two episodes, it didn't completely grab me. But uh, like I said, this is from the people that made uh, Dark. Did you watch that one? Uh -uh. Okay. I heard a lot of hype about that too. And uh, I only watched a couple of that too. So uh, what I did notice um, took me like half that first episode was probably because I was like, halfway my eyes on the screen kind of looking up back up and down at, at, at the show but um it is dubbed so it's um in a another language i'm not even 100 percent sure what it what it was but uh yeah anyways if you know dark if you like dark I'm sure this is probably something pretty similar to what was going on there. Yeah. 1899. All righty. Uh, a Star Wars moment. Before you dive into Andor, I still haven't seen it all. But um, Ahsoka, when does that come out? Uh, Mando's probably coming first. Mando season three is probably coming end of March, start of April. And then Ahsoka will be a couple months after that, probably July or August from what I'm hearing. Right. And then we'll get one more Star Wars show next year. And that's uh, Jude Law in the Skeleton Crew. And then on top of that, uh, Bad Batch actually does kick off the year. Bad Batch season two is, starts January 1st, actually. So that's the Star Wars we have on deck. And then we finally will get Andor season two won't be until uh, 2024. So they're just getting underway filming season two, which I'm glad to hear they're doing because uh, the critical hype was there. Uh, it seemed like 
certain fans who weren't happy with other parts of Star Wars were very happy with this show, but um, didn't seem to get like universal love. So I was definitely curious to see if uh, season two was going to happen, and it is. So I'm glad. Uh, also, it was kind of up in there, and maybe it still is because uh, you may or may not have heard, but uh, the former. CEO of Disney is now once again uh, Bob Iger's back. He uh, for a few years it was Bob Chapik, but now Chapik's out and Iger's back. And I don't know what that means for the future of uh, Marvel and Star Wars content, but uh, we'll see. Um, hopefully, he doesn't uh, can and or season two. But, uh, Why they bring him back? Uh, I guess he was just kind of stale with Chapik and uh, Iger's the one who made the Marvel deal. He was the one that made the Star Wars deal. He's the heavy hitter. And um, I guess things had just been a little stale with this Chapik guy. So they're hoping uh, Iger can make uh, big things happen like he once did before. So uh, I, from what I heard, too, is actually pretty crazy. Like... They didn't even like bring him in or have a meeting. Like he just got notified. Like, yeah, like our lawyers will be in contact with your lawyers. Like it's over. Like, <laughs> like yeah. But for the Chapik guy, I heard it was a rather uh, swift booting. <laughs> All right. Um, Star Wars: The High Republic. Have you been watching that stuff on YouTube? I haven't, but yeah, it's mainly like a novel series. Um, they are developing a TV show. I don't think it'll be out next year. Like I said, I'm pretty sure this is also set for 2024, but they're starting to film it now. Uh, Acolyte with the main guy from Squid Game in it. So. Uh, if you want to see uh, what they've got so far, it's mainly just character introducing characters on the, I believe it's the Star Wars YouTube channel. I got one, two, three, four that are here right now. Um, on the web, on the web, on, I'm on StarWarsNews.net. Creighton Sun? I, I don't know who that is. The the count the chancellors. Pathfinders comes and Porter Ingel. Don't know who any of these characters are, so I believe these are things from way, way back in the day. But definitely uh, check that out. I I'll watch these, but I'll I'm more waiting for the whole thing uh, to be out. So we'll see. When is that coming out again? Probably 2024. Because yeah, like I said, next year we got. Mando, Ahsoka, and Skeleton Crew. So, um, but yeah, Andor. Uh, I know it said spoilers in it, and I kind of told you that uh, nothing you don't know. Did you see that uh, fan made thing I sent you? The um, '70s style intro. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. I thought that was. Pretty cool in the style of like a seventies TV show. <laughs> um, check is there gonna be more seasons after season two, or is that it? I think that's it. 
I think so it's, it's just gonna, too deep. So. It's going to lead into Rogue One. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, overall, really loved the first season. Um, like I've said multiple times, it brought definitely a different side of Star Wars, a Star Wars that we've never seen. Star Wars is known to be classically fast-moving, action-paced, uh, quick dialogue. Um, this one put the reverse on all of that. Um, Star Wars has never really had monologues before, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. And then you had the episode where um, two characters, uh, Andy Serkis's Kino, had a big speech. And then um, Stellan Skarsgård, his character, who I loved this year, Luthen Rail, um, he had an awesome speech. And uh, I'm loving that character. And I can't wait for more of him. Uh, he's getting a black series figure. They've already put it up for pre-order, uh, but it doesn't come out till like next August. So, um, I'm going to wait on that, but, uh, yeah, overall love the first season. It also did that kind of prestige drama thing where it's like the first three episodes are a story. The next three episodes are a story. Then you kind of got a solo episode. Then the next three episodes, a story. Then the final two episodes are like a story. So it's kind of chunked off into blocks that way. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. Um, the finale was cool. Setting us up for season two. And um, I can't remember if this is... Oh yeah, of course it's been done before. Uh End of Mando had the tease for uh, Book of Boba Fett, but uh, after credit scene in Andor it had a little 10, 15 second scene that was really cool too. So if you do watch it, uh, make sure you don't go away from that because uh, I had a coworker. He also watched the show. And um, when I went to talk to him about it, he hadn't seen it. He immediately cut it. So uh, at break, I had to bring it up and show him that the, the final bonus scene, the, the little 10, 15 second scene. So and the don't finale? Yeah. After the finale. Yeah. Uh, here's a cool little something. It's not much of an article, but rogue one writers had not rogue one writers had an idea for a series about rebels hunting down oh, Imperial yeah. fugitives. Yes. This sounds awesome. Rogue one co-writers, Gary Whitta and Chris Wentz once floated an idea of a TV show about rebels hunting down Imperial fugitives. It was uh, Gary Whitta or whatever. He did a tweet. Um, years ago, my Rogue One co-writer, Chris Wentz, and I had a cool idea of a TV show about the Mossad-style rebel team hunting down Imperial war criminals who fled and disappeared after the fall of the Empire. Could have been a cool book bookend to Rogue One. We never did anything with it, though. I say bring, bring it on, because <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Especially with the love that Andor's getting and the way um, I also sent you uh, the Midnight Boys uh, group of reviewers over at The Ringer uh, who gave an instant review, and they were saying, like, let's do a scale of 1 to 10. What do you rank this? And every one of them said 12, like off the scales, like they were loving it. And it's cool to see, um, like just, it, it is truly different. This is Star Wars like no other. Um, 
and it's a side of the galaxy. That's the thing I love about it. It's it really does expand the universe that way, and it really does show like the tyranny of the empire and the oppression and the you know <laughs> what that really meant <laughs> and everything. So and. Uh, it's just well done. Like I, Jade fell behind on the series too, and I get it. It really is. It's not the most like action-packed show, but it's just so well done. So when she comes here to visit for Christmas, uh, we're definitely gonna do a rewatch on it, a first watch for her. So yeah, but I loved it. I loved season one. Yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. Um, yeah, you didn't. You, I'm surprised. Uh, you're you've been all over Star Wars, often up at midnight for all the previous releases, but uh, you seem kind of out on this one. Because <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to be more of a drama than an action. Like Mando, we knew we get an action. Boba Fett, we knew we were getting action. This one, going to be a lot of talking and action, but not action like no, we've seen not already action. yeah there's, see that's why i'm like eh, i'll get to it when i get to it so but yeah all righty really yeah good. i believe it i love uh diego luna he's he's an amazing actor so yeah we'll see amazing awesome. he's good in everything he's in it doesn't matter what it is even when he got his arm bit off in uh deep yeah. blue sea he's freaking good as Lisa. and uh well, who was he in MCU? The doctor, uh, the, yeah, the doctor Selig. Yeah, him. Oh, but already we already did sports, Star Wars, uh, collecting. Thing? I got a couple things. What do you got? I gotta go get. I gotta step away again. I gotta go get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. On uh, Black Friday. Uh, well, Thanksgiving Day itself, I put in the order uh, to get the Mandalorian box, uh, the mystery box from GameStop. And there's four different pops, two in a box. Uh, they were Mandalorian, Mudhorn Battle, battle uh, so he's all covered in mud, a uh, Remnant Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper all dirtied up uh, like they were in the Mandalorian. Uh, Paz Bizla with his vibro knife, John Favreau's Mandalorian character, and then uh, Death Watch Mandalorian. Uh, I think it says No Stripe, and he's uh, blasting off with the jetpack. So I was under the impression before getting these that there were just two different boxes, two pops in each, and but I ordered three just in case, and then I got there with the hopes that I could get all four in two boxes uh and i'd be able to instantly return the third well as it turns out um they were completely random and i got uh the first two boxes had two of the death watch in it so i had to open that third but thankfully and luckily i got the other ones i was missing in that one so i i was in a round out way between the three boxes was able to get all four so uh, they were must-haves, so I was glad to get that. And also on top of that, um, GameStop had the, these exclusive uh, gaming greats pops when it comes to 
Star Wars. Um, and I was able to get three of the four. I'm still missing Marin, but I got uh, Proxy from uh, Force Unleashed. The Ark Umbra Trooper, I think he's representative of Battlefront 2. And then um, Rocket uh, Jetpack Trooper, I think he's also representative of Battlefront, I believe. So, uh, yeah, that was my GameStop order. Also made it over to Hot Topic. Shout out to Rachel and the whole Hot Topic crew is great to see everyone, and that was fun. Uh, Black Friday, uh, seeing them and visiting with them. I got the soda, uh, Jack Skellington gingerbread. Didn't get the chase, but the regular still cool. And I got zero as gingerbread too, and then picked up uh, a couple of the others for Breeze as gifts. So. Uh, that was my Black Friday pickups in person. Online, um, also did a few orders. Uh, pop in the box, pop in a box. I guess they uh, recently lost their deal with Funko, so they may be going under soon. But uh, they had some a couple of good sales this weekend. One for advent calendars I got. Uh, looks like it's going to miss getting here just in time for the first, though. It looks like it's due to get here the second. So uh, I like to do my uh, figure photography and the Instagram and whatnot at the Zisu. So uh, I'll probably just do a catch-up day for that. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, also, as uh, we're recording this, we're going into Cyber Monday and some of the deals already launched. And one of them was Amazon. And they had a bunch of good deals on Black Series uh, Star Wars figures. So uh, got to order in there for that. Uh, Kenobi, Fifth Brother, uh, Reva, all from uh, Kenobi. Great deals on that. Palpatine, I think, was like nine bucks or something. Too good to to pass up. So, yeah, uh, I definitely got to the point though where I was like, I this always happens where you're like, all right, enough for me. I need to focus on uh, getting presents for others. You know. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, this is all the stuff for you. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. So I'm gonna be good though. Now it's time to uh, focus on the gifts of others. I, I have actually picked up a few here, but uh, I am, like I said, now it's time to lock in on uh, gifts for others. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a lot of mine online stuff. Got some stuff for Eric. Um, Renee's kills me during the holidays. I'm like, what do you want? Uh, I'm like, ah. Uh, so it's like I gotta force it out of her <laughs> to let me know what she wants. But it's definitely um, hard to stop for certain people. I know that. Even I just go out sometimes and I think like I'll figure it out and then I don't and I'm like, gosh dang it, I what do I get to yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, I got the, the kids some stuff, so 
Well, mainly Daniel. Buster's simple. He, all I gotta do is take him down the toy aisle, and if he starts pointing at things, and then I know what to get him. <laughs> so, but uh, usually Batman, Spider Man, and he's happy with that. But um, I didn't actually pick up anything when I was down in uh, Funko. Well, for for myself, I was shopping for others. Um, but uh, speaking of soda, I don't know who this character is. Ricochet Rabbit. Um, From he looks Dylan. familiar. Oh, uh, he's one of the um, Animal Barefic characters, I think. Um, right, yeah. From Magilla Gorilla. All right. Um, I'm just giving this to you because I don't know who it is. But um, I am going to open this up and see if Aubrey we got... Uh, yeah, we're chasing the chase live on the air. <laughs> All right. Does the coin say the chase or no? It does. You found the chase. Hey! <laughs> That's what the coin says. All right. I don't know what the chase is. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Bunko Hollywood. Um, well, you got the chase coming because I don't know. Okay. If you can pull up. All right. Oh, the regular one I'm looking at the can is just him standing there with his I don't know, sheriff outfit. Um, this one he doesn't have the sheriff outfit. He's got a pink hat, a uh, little light blue vest with X's on it, and he's holding two carrots. So shout out. Well, you got the chase coming your way. So if you see the other okay. one, did you want it? Um. I could count as many as on my hand on chases that I found in the wild. And I think this is the second one. No, third one that I found. I found a hopper at Walmart. I found a Naomi go in the dark chase at target. And this one I picked up at Funko Hollywood. Um, it was like, if you buy so much stuff, I think it was like $60 worth or something like that. You, you get, um, a free soda and it was this one or another one i don't even know what the other one was i just said mm, i don't know who this is all right take it but <laughs> well you got that chase coming your way because i have no awesome. idea who, who this character is <laughs> so, i'm looking at the picture now that's awesome yeah uh, yeah cool it's cool to do these uh not planned. I did open this. I guess I should have filmed it, but hey, it was cool. But anyway, huh. uh, that, that was a shout out to those guys uh, at Funko Hollywood. Uh, I, did it seem like that was bigger than Everett? It's a little, probably a little, I would say. It, it, to me, it seemed like it was huge. Uh, the only video I filmed in there was all during the little horror section. Uh, I did like the little Star Wars thing, but I, I wanted to get in and out. I didn't have much time because I was trying to race back to the TLC theater to watch uh, Mike's documentary. But I'm glad I got to go down there and see it. Uh, this next one, shout out to Mike. He's the one that found this one for me. And I've seen it once, but the box was all beat up. And I never saw it again. But when when I got to his house, he goes, hey, I found it for you. It was uh, the Carrie, uh, the Funko Pop. Um, with blood coming all over her and everything, but when I went into the Hollywood one, there it was. <laughs> so I was like, it, it, it always, it's always like that. I look for, I look for, I never see it anywhere, and then after I get it, boom, I see it everywhere. So I got that one. Shout out to Mike. Uh, another steelbook. Uh, 
I made it out to, during all these Black Holiday or Black Friday deals, but most of the movies that they had, I already have. Um, I guess I should have waited, but I couldn't. Um, but this one, I searched at my uh, the Reno the Reno Best Buy. They didn't have it, but they had it at the one in Sparks. And this is uh, the Reservoir Dogs, Quentin Tarantino's film, Steelbook. It's an nice. uh, awesome, awesome little case. You take the slip cover off. And it's that uh, officer that got uh, his ear chopped off by Mr. Blonde. So uh, the cover is really bloody. So, <laughs> But uh, amazing film. Check it out if you haven't seen Reservoir Dogs, and you should have. Uh, this next one, uh, also shout out to Mike. He got for me. Uh, I think he bought one, and I think he ordered one, and then he had two. So he goes, hey, you want this? I said, hell yeah, I want this. And this is NECA's. It's in those, like, clamshell cases, the plastic ones. And this is... Uh, uh, the Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers from Halloween 2. This is, these are those figures that are like uh, the fabric, the cloth, the, the cloth ones. They're not all plastic. Uh, it comes with two heads, um, how he looked and how after he got shot in the, in the head by uh, Jamie Lee with that 357, which should have killed him, should have blew two holes uh, out of his head, but eh, it's a movie. Um, comes uh, with a hammer, a uh, butcher knife, um, what is that? Uh, oh, the scalpel he had and the syringe when he uh, stabbed it into the, that one chick. And uh, he's got different hands you can uh, change, uh, I think, is the one so he can hold the scalpel in, in his little uh, weapons. But um, it's a cool mold. I really, really love the, uh, the, um, the sculpt of the face. I had to show a uh, shine a light on it. You can see his eyes through the mask. And on the one uh, head that you can change when um, he's got uh, the blood coming out, it looks like tears. You can see his eyes, and those are all bloody. Oh, cool. I didn't really get a really good pay attention to this. He's got the bullet holes that were in his uh, jumpsuit from um, uh, Dr. Loomis from the first film. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, I guess he got shot uh, by this time. He got shot again because uh, he got shot the six times uh, in the first film. Uh, but if you are really super fan of Halloween 2, if you watch the beginning, uh, he got shot seven times <laughs> before he fell off the balcony. Um, but it was just a mistake. Uh, plus, he got shot again when he got to the hospital. Uh, Dr. Loomis shot him again. Before Laurie pumped in two more slugs uh, into his head, which should have killed him. But um, did you end up watching? You watched Halloween Ends, and yeah, we did because we did it 31 days or never mind. Uh, but anyway, uh, shout out to Mike. This is a cool figure. Uh, I'll take pictures of it and throw it up on uh, uh, on Instagram and everything. But yeah, it's cool. Will I open this? No, it'll stay in this little clamshell. Uh, looking around the room, that is all that I have. Um, oh, oh, I got another um, Blu-ray. I heard about this documentary. Um, I'll talk about it next week because I haven't watched it yet. Um, I ordered it on offline uh, or online. Uh, the History of Metal and Horror. This is a documentary. The documentary that explores the history of heavy metal music and horror and how the two genres ultimately cross paths. And I am not going to go through all the lists of all the 
people they interviewed in this. It said the film consists of over 60 interviews with some of the biggest names in heavy metal and horror, as well as other exports in each genre. Uh, this was uh, written and directed and produced by Mike Schiff. I think that's how you say his last name. I will definitely check this out. Uh, Eric wants to watch it with me, and uh, I'll talk about it next week. But the trailer looked cool, and you know me. I love metal, and I love horror, so of course I got to have it here in my collection. And again, uh, that is it. Um, I did get in a Blu-ray order at uh, Target. I was waiting to see if the deal got any better and I guess now who knows it seems like they're going to change year to year, but I guess now the lesson is, I guess go ahead and go early when you see the first deals. Cause for me on a few things, including uh, NBA 2k, uh, I was waiting for the deal to get better and uh, I paid the price for my lack of vision. <laughs> And uh, I ended up paying, have to paying five dollars more than it was the day before for uh, NBA. So, but uh, I did get the like buy two get one free uh, at uh, Target. So I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Bullet Train, Jurassic World Dominion, and finally getting uh, licorice pizza. <laughs> Man, where you been? <laughs> I got what? that when it first came out. <laughs> finally, got, uh, finally got a great deal for it. Uh, Ten bucks, and it was part of the get one free. <laughs> it was twelve dollars when I bought it, but um, but um, oh, uh, before we get, we're almost out of here, everyone. Uh, random recommendations. Do you have anything on deck? Because I do not. Oh, um. I guess let's make it easy. Um, I, you know, like I said, was one of my top films of 2020. Uh, Enola Holmes. Uh, I'm not surprised to see uh, once Enola Holmes 2 came out, uh, Enola Holmes, the original, was uh, trending in their uh, top 10 films streaming. So, yeah. Definitely, uh, if you haven't checked it out uh, and you've had any interest ever in uh, the world of Sherlock Holmes, uh, highly recommend this really fun take on uh, the Holmes family. All right, um, this one just hit Shutter. I think, last week. I talked about it on the last episode that Zizu and I did. Slashback, that is on... Um, Shutter right now. Uh, when I watched it, I had to rent it. So, uh, and I did watch it again. Awesome film. Definitely making my top ten of the year. Um, if you got AMC Plus, name yeah, AMC Plus, you can watch uh, not every Shutter movie, but uh, probably all the big ones like Slashback. So if you have that, definitely go check it out over there. Or if you got Shutter and you didn't know yet, check it out. Slashback is on streaming on Shutter now. All right. And let me give you a little two for one uh, songs I've mentioned already uh, in this pod related to films I saw or, well, and then the special uh, from the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday special. Uh, it, I guess I've never heard of this band before, but uh, 
they dressed up in uh, alien makeup and everything. The old 97s performed I Don't Know What Christmas Is, but Christmas Time Is Here. Uh, and then uh, from the Spirited soundtrack, uh, Good Afternoon, like I was saying. A little uh, two for one on the, the new holiday songs. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm gonna go back to 1985. Eric and I were just listening to this song from uh, the band Overkill from their album Feel the Fire, and this is the track number two, Rotten to the Core. Um, Overkill's fucking badass, they're still out there doing it. Um, I saw them a few years ago, and uh, Eric or not Eric, Marky and I went to see uh, Iron Maiden. Uh, there's like a whole day festival type of deal. Overkill was one of the bands that played. I had not seen them in a really, really long time. Grew up listening to them. And uh, Eric finally got into them. And we were listening to Rotten to the Core when we went to the store earlier. But, yeah, it's song, tough, thrash metal. Definitely check out Overkill's uh, the Rotten to the Core from their Feel the Fire album. It came out October 15th in 1985. All right, all right, all right. Yep, that is going to be it this episode, everyone. Uh, this is Isu and I are back. Uh, shout out to Mike for the last episode. If you guys didn't listen to that one, we we're talking about this LA Skins Fest. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, I don't think I did. I tell you that I met one of the Lost Boys. Yes, did I say <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what I told you. That was awesome. And uh, I ran into Bear from uh, Res Dogs. He was there. Him and his woman. Um and a bunch of other people there. But uh yeah, I think uh, Billy Worth, shout out to him. Uh that was probably one of the major highlights uh <laughs> of the LA Skins Fist because it was just a surprise. I had no idea he was gonna be there and I had no idea if I was ever gonna meet uh him. <laughs> so but uh yeah, definitely go listen to that episode. I think it was almost three hours long. We talked a, a lot uh, on that awesome. one. So uh, definitely go check out the episode 274. Uh, but this is 275, and uh, we're coming close to uh, 300. So Ooh. we might have to do something uh, for our 300 yeah. episode. Um, I don't know what. Well, we'll figure it out, everyone. But still got uh, quite a more few episodes. We'll, we'll definitely hit 300 next year in uh, yeah. 2023. Don't know when, but who knows? Maybe in... Oh. Yeah. Um, while we're still here on wax, uh, obviously at some point here soon, we're going to have our, uh, best of the year, but, um, I had the question for you. Oh uh, yeah. Fuck. I forgot to answer you. <laughs> how, yeah. How would you like to do the Marvel and star Wars show thing? Should we just do a top 10 where they're included with other shows or should they have their own category or what do you think? We'll just do Marvel and Star Wars shows together. Um, okay. Uh, count them all up because I don't know exactly how many. And then we'll just do – might be a top 12. It might be a top 13, top 10. I don't know. There was, I think there was more than 10 episodes, 10 shows. So – or right. I don't know. It could be less. It could be top eight Marvel and Star Wars shows. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see because there's Star Wars. There's Andor. Yeah. Obi-Wan. Uh, was Fett and was Mando this? No, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. So those no three. Mando. So those three Star Wars shows, and then we got Miss Moon Marvel, Knight, 
Miss Marvel. Uh, what was the other one? Miss Marvel and um, Moon Knight. She Hulk. Oh fuck! I forgot all about that. Um, Loki was last year, huh? Yes. All right. So, was that six? Is that it? Is there any other? Well, uh, uh, Guardians. We got. I got to watch that. We'll throw that in there. Um, yeah, Guardians. Uh, so that's seven. Yeah, because I don't want to throw that into. Uh, TV because there's there's seven right spots right there so we'll just do uh who knows maybe something else will pop up before this year we got still a month and some change before the year is up dealing with um Marvel who knows what they throw at us but oh you know what I'm super duper excited for uh we're only a few days away from it now Willow starts on Wednesday. Huge fan of the original. This new one looks so good. I'm so excited for this show. No Mad Mardigan? Well, we'll see. Um, we do know the daughter of Sorsha is in this. So is that daughter of Mad Mardigan? Or did Sorsha and Mad Mardigan not work out? Obviously, that's... Definitely a possibility. <laughs> don't kill him off. Just say he went off in some adventure and is never seen again. Uh, don't. Yeah. Uh, are we getting a Laura Dannon? Yes. All right. So we'll and see. The brownies, the the actors that uh, played them. They have to. So. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we'll, so uh, we'll see so uh, when that hits. What day is that? Oh, it's. Wednesday. Um, so Tuesday? You know so, huh? Yeah. Tuesday. So Tuesday at midnight? <laughs> yep. Tuesday going. Well, that's when I'll watch it. <laughs> yep. I'll oh, have to rewatch the movie again. Is that on uh, Disney Plus? The movie? It is. And right. it holds up so well. God, it's so good. I loved it then. I love it now. And uh, I'm so excited that this is happening. And it looks so good, too. Uh, looks like a really fun story, fun characters, the fun young characters too. Uh, we get a solo reunion too. Interestingly, uh, Aaron Kellyman, who played Emphis Nest in Solo, uh, Warwick Davis was her uh, second in command as Weasel in that, and now uh, uh, Willow's the main man and. Um, Erin uh, Kellerman, actually, I think her character's name is Jade. So that's How many episodes is this? <laughs> um, I'm gonna look it up right now, but I think I remember seeing it was like eight or something like that. Let's see. Uh, it is. It's eight episodes, and we are getting two episodes on November 30th. Hyped. Oh, how long yeah. are they? December. 30th. 7th, 14th, 21st, 28th, January 4th, and the 8th and final episode airs January 11th. How long are they? Uh, it is not listed. So I'm hoping that they are like Andor. Most of Andor's were between 50 minutes and an hour. So that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm going to be up till 2 watching that show. But uh, We'll see. All right. Um. <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, next week and we'll talk about that and whatever else uh, we find. Um, there was another show. I can't remember what it was. I just totally started need to write everything down. But uh, follow us on Facebook. Just search E Society. Shoot on over to Anchor to listen to everything we got over there. I haven't put anything over there in a while, so we need, we need to get back on that. Um, YouTube, same thing. Got to put stuff there. Need to uh, shoot on over to T Public uh, this holiday season. They're gonna have sales throughout. Uh, they just, I think, we're just about another hour before this this next sale ends, and then I'm sure there'll be another one tomorrow for Cyber Monday. We're recording this on Sunday. Uh, then, then get yourself a East Society shirt, both designs as well as a MacNez one. Definitely get uh, one of those. I need to get me a hoodie of an East Society one. Uh, follow us on Twitter, East Society Pod uh, at MacNez Pod at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, still trying to figure out this whole thing, but it's, our page is still there. Uh, East Society Podcast uh, <laughs> at the Zisu at MacNez Pod. Uh, follow uh, Taylor and I's Blu-ray pages at Blu-ray Nez. I just put up a post and haven't put one up in a while. I need to put up some more because I got a whole stack of movies here in front of me at Blu-ray Taylor. Follow us on TikTok, East Society Pod. That's where I put the um, little, uh, quick little video of me uh, in the little horror section of uh, uh, Funko Hollywood. I just kind of focused on that little corner uh, and everything. So definitely go check that out. And shout out to Mixla Beat Productions for the intro and outro music. Uh, shoot on over to www.mixlawproduction.com. Uh, for all your beat needs and everything else. Um, yeah, just come back ne- next week for more. We got more of this and that. Uh, there is a couple new movies I still need to talk about that I should have talked about last month during the horror, 31 Days of Horror, but I just never got to it. Um, and I'll bring up this uh, uh, Metal and Horror documentary after I watch that. There was something else I was going to say. I do not remember. But, um, yeah, come back next week for more. So uh, with that, please be safe out there. If you're out shopping, just be aware of your surroundings when you leave the mall, the stores, or whatever. There's a lot of creepy crawlers out there in the night. Uh, if you can, shop with a uh, with a partner and just be safe out there. I mean, there's, and hold on to your purses. There's a lot of fools running around snatching purses and everything so and if you get a playstation or whatever uh bring back up with you just in case i've seen those videos of people getting jacked in the parking lots uh, cover that up yep just uh yeah have that car running and walk out with it and jump in the car and take off but be safe out there so again uh, be on the lookout for uh uh, East Society's 12 Random Days of Christmas. Uh, we're going to come on with this and that. Um, and yeah, the Zisu, Mike, Brian, and whoever else uh, get to join in uh, on the fun. So, But with that, again, be safe out there. Come back next week, and we'll see you then. So until then, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, East Society. Society.